It's our show, we do what we want. Oh my god, no. Not another freaking wrestling podcast. Yay! Welcome back everybody to another episode of Not Another Freaking Wrestling Podcast. I am JB, here in the studio with... As do I! I'm just kidding, T.Y. is, um, we locked him out. Uh, no, we should tell him the truth, shouldn't we, Jake? But we will like the mag because he likes fingers in his bum. No, we, we should tell him the truth. He's at home booking his tax show with a finger in his ass. Yeah. It's the way I do most of my booking. <laughs> and as you can tell, <laughs> as you can tell this week, we have Barry Allen. They couldn't tell that before. Then. Well, my, my voice isn't that recognizable. It's kind of recognizable. Okay, sure. <laughs> Give yourself some credit. Uh,. You you don't trust me with credit, man. <laughs> don't trust me with credit. I will fuck that credit right up. I I, I know that feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mine, mine's pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So how you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Um, it was it was a fun trek down here to uh, to get in. We we had um, <clears throat> once we got into Chattanooga, I turned it on uh, turbo. Because it's like all the music that was hot when I was coming down here, like making wrestling trips, like mm-hmm. weekly. That was a long time ago. <laughs> uh, if you if you listen to that channel and uh, date me into the nineties and, <laughs> and the twenty years ago, anyway. Um, so yeah, it was it was like. Uh, you know, we were like rolling down and like Allison changes on. I was like, oh, I remember that time that we were running down here and uh, they came across the radio with the um, saying that Lane Staley had, had died and they had found him and his cats had eaten him. Oh. Oh, shit. I'd never heard that part. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'd never heard no. that part. So you, you don't get the joke with like, meow, meow, oh, meow, uh, meow. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Man, that was a big thing, man. Yeah, yeah man. Oh, holy shit. That was a big thing. I mean, they didn't say that his cats ate him on the radio, but we later found out that he had been there for like a week and his cats was hungry, so they started nibbling away on old Wayne. Yeah, they say cats will uh, tear into a human before dogs will. Yeah. Man, cats get hungry, dude. I don't feed my cat. Like, she'll run out of food for like a half a day and she's ready to slip my fucking throat. Right, yeah. right. So it's like you're eating mine. a candy bar, and I'm sitting here without food. <laughs> like I had to feed mine before we fucking left. They would shut the fuck up. I, I just keep like there's like a little two chamber bowl on the floor, and I always keep it full because otherwise my cats look at me like I'm a criminal. Because I they're like starving to death. I'm like, dude, the bowl is three quarters of the way full. Yeah. No, no, they can see the bottom. Of it. Mine does this thing where she'll get down to the bottom food, and it's like. Maybe a little stale. She's like really hungry, mm-hmm. but she won't eat those last like five fucking pellets of food. Uh, Mine does a thing where he like buries his face in the middle of the bowl. <laughs> so like he eats down to like where you can see the bowl in the center, but it's all piled up around the sides where his face goes down. So he's looking at me like the bowl's empty, but it's all just piled up around the sides. I'm like, dude, you're stupid. Just in case you just tuned in, it's not a, another wrestling podcast, but it's turned into a cat podcast. Yeah, we're here has. talking about there needs cats to be more cat and their podcast. eating habits. Yes. We need to do a cat podcast. <laughs> yeah. not another, or, no, we couldn't call it not another freaking po- cat I, podcast. You'd be an originator. Just yeah. call it cat podcast. The yeah. cat podcast. 
Podcast. We got Paul something. Ah. Oh, we got something here, guys. We're, We're going to talk after. We're making ideas. <laughs> this is how booking happens. Yes. <laughs> You're naming shit the same way AEW names their shit. <laughs> oh, he went there. All right. <clears throat> so, Barry. So, JD. Let's let's uh let's hear your story a little bit. Where you came from, who trained you, where you started, all that good stuff. Well, I was born a poor black orphan. Oh. Um. <laughs> Hello, Michael. <laughs> I uh, I think we should I think we should run a contest of some kind. Like how many how many references can Barry Allen get in this episode? Like if you can name them all, you get a free I don't know, get a free ticket. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> no, man, uh, dude, I grew up loving the shit out of wrestling. There was a, there was a little local show, um, that was running in Athens, uh, like 89, 90, 91, something like that. And, uh, my aunt used to take me down cause my aunt was like the one person in the family that loved wrestling. My dad tolerated wrestling. We'd go out and go to shows, but you know, he wasn't a wrestling fan. My aunt loved wrestling. Uh, she was, like, big for Davey Rich. And um, she had a friend who may or may not have been a rat. <laughs> there, that's, that's definitely uh, been talked about. Like, I look back at it now, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that, that chick was a rat. <laughs> But I'm not positive. I don't want to. I don't want to say yes. She was. But anyway, she had three kids, and I think she was like seeing one of the wrestlers, and somehow, somehow, they were. They would set up. Well, they they had the ring there all week. Mm-hmm. It was like a stayed up show, little place. It's a it's a rental place now, but they used to make furniture there. And uh, Athens. Uh, up until like 2000, 2001, something like that. They had a big plant. The big plant in town was Athens Furniture. So if you wanted to buy chairs or whatever, you would go into the showroom, and that's where they did the wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like a separate part of the building. Didn't have anything in it, and they came in and set up a show. So uh, anyway, uh, my aunt's uh, rat friend, um, she had three kids. Yeah. And somehow they started going down uh, before the guys would get there to work out. And a couple of the guys would bump them around and stuff like that. And it was a thing like my aunt was like, hey, would you guys care if Barry came down too? And my dad saw it as a capital opportunity to make sure that I was getting good grades in school. He's like, okay, you can go down there, but you have to get good grades in school. Costs a little bit of money. It was like five bucks a week. But uh, Ted Allen was there. He was the booker. He was the guy running the show. And it started off like I think um, a couple of the guys were just like, oh, hey, kids, that we can bump around. Awesome. Um, and I think like it sort of turned into like Ted – uh, at doing Ted things, being like, hey, I can make some money doing this shit. So he was getting like 20 bucks a week, which back then was, that was a good little chunk of change. I mean, it wasn't, you know, crazy money, but, you know, minimum wage was like three bucks back then. So 
you know, he was doing all right for just letting some kids come in. And then he like, he started showing us how to do like collar and elbows and how to bump and how to, to chain wrestle and all of that stuff. Um, so that show went on about two, two and a half years. Uh, and through the course of that, like we'd go down like Tuesdays and Thursdays and we'd work out for two or three hours every week, uh, two days a week. And then we'd all go to the shows and like, you know, if they needed like plants in the audience, you know, like get the crowd up or whatever, you know, that's what we would do and shit like that. And, um, so there was like the two people that were teaching us was Ted Allen and Scott Taylor. Not like Scotty too hottie. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. But uh, like Justin O'Day's, I think it was like his stepdad or something. It's Justin O'Day's brother's dad. Um, so, uh, they were they were pretty much the ones that were teaching us how to do everything. And then like guys would come in and out. Uh, and you know it's like a who's who. Like if you if you were around this area, like it was a who's who of guys that worked this area. Gene Spurlock. Uh, Danny Marlowe, uh, Jim Boss, the Paradise City Rockers, uh, uh, Rerun, uh, J.C. Carson. I mean, there was a bunch of dudes that were coming in and out, and they would get down there about 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. We'd get there at, like, 5. We'd get to bump around and all that stuff. And, honestly, that's how I, like, learned how to do the wrestle. <laughs> um. I was like 10 years old. Uh, they started like right towards the end of the run. They started letting us work matches mm-hmm. and they were the shits. <laughs> I mean, they were as bad as, as it should be with 10, 11 year olds wrestling each other. And uh, even then, like, I was like, yeah, I want to be the fucking heel, man. So I brought in my big ass cousin who was like, he was, he was only like 12 years old, but he was like a fucking foot taller than everybody else. And he was a bad motherfucker. And he was like fucking beating the shit out of these kids and stuff. You know, and they're like, God damn, it's work. Stop. <laughs> and um, so like that's that's really how the seed went down. And then once that show closed down, I was in like fifth or sixth grade, something like that. And I would be like, yeah, man, I wrestle. I got to tell all the kids and all the kids would be like, Bullshit. I'm like, no, really, man. Like, I go out and, you know, do these shows and stuff. And it was like the guys that were at those shows, if they were doing shows around, I'd go in and, like, they'd have me come out and, like, you know, do shit with them and stuff. And so flash forward a couple years, I'm, like, 15, 14, 15 years old, and I'm going to shows like, hey, I can work. And guys are like okay sure show us what you can do and i didn't know how to work i knew (laughs) what moves looked like i had a fucking sweet uh hip lock takeover and you know like i could do a bunch of stuff but i didn't know what the fuck it meant yeah and um started doing some shows uh a friend of my dad my dad's one of my dad's friends that took a lot to say. One of my dad's real good friends, um, he had a grandson that was my age, and he had actually started coming down there too. And Stevie wanted to wrestle, and uh, Noah was his grandpa. And Noah was like, well, by God, I guess we're going to fucking have us a wrestling show. So he went out and like bought into a wrestling show. And 
I found out about that, and I was like, fuck, yeah, this dude will book me. I know that. So we went up, and Noah was like, sure, yeah. yeah as long as your dad says it's cool, and sure. Dad said it was cool, so started doing these shows. And when I tell you that it was like I was way, way, way ahead of my time, it's accurate because I'm looking at wrestling now, and I'm like, holy shit, these motherfuckers don't know how to tell a story. <laughs> I, we didn't know how to tell a story. All we knew was, like, we see these moves on TV. Let's try this shit out. So you were like the Young Bucks before the Young Bucks were born. I was, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I'm an old fuck. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. And, like, the dudes that were doing these shows fucking hated it because we were going on first match, and we were doing, like, every goddamn move there was in wrestling. <laughs> And I remember, like, the first time that we really got heat for it, we came back in the back, and somebody was like, Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm glad you guys went out and did everything. What the fuck are we going to do now? I guess we can go home. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. And then, like, the next show, they did a fucking shoot run-in on us and beat the shit out of us, and it was awesome. <laughs> but, like, uh, doing those, and those were, like, shows that was going on. Um, again, people in this area has been doing – going to wrestling shows or been around shows. These were in Calhoun or Charleston, Tennessee at the golden chain campground. And it's like, now it's like a fucking tobacco store, but it was like an RV park. And they had a little building that had like washers and dryers and stuff, arcade machines. And the, the ceiling was like as low as the ceiling. Was it one of those shady arcade parks yes. where everything, where all the drugs and all the crimes? Most were there? likely, most likely. Okay, yeah. just curious. Um, so I know, stereotypical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were there, and and they were doing like a monthly show. So we were coming in, and like we would set the ring up as good young boys do, and we'd work out in the ring, you know, before they started letting people in. And then they let people in. We'd go in the back, and we'd put together a match, and we'd keep trying to like make the match a little bit better every time we did it. Mm-hmm. And eventually there was a couple of guys um, that were doing the show that were like, okay, these kids obviously have something. They just don't know what the fuck they're doing. Maybe we should be good vets and coach them. <laughs> and uh, thank you, Kenny Arden. Uh, Richie Die was one of those people. Um, I don't know. Those are the two that I remember that like specifically pulled me aside and was like, "Hey, maybe don't do this, but do this instead." And uh, I know Kenny like kind of took a he took an eye to me and and WP, um, and was like, "You're getting better. You still suck, but you're getting better." <laughs> And, um, and then like, there was a huge fucking riot down there. Uh, they started a riot and, uh, that was the last show there. An actual riot? An actual riot. Was it your fault this time? I don't think I can move past this without hearing about it. Um, I'm not actually sure what started the riot because I was in the back. Mm -hmm. But I know that dudes were coming out of the clockwork. Like, there was more people... Like, coming to beat up wrestlers than were actually at the show. <laughs> and I remember, like, 
going to throw my shit in my car because I was like, I'm going to fucking jail if I stay here any longer. <laughs> and like Richie Die was standing next to a Coke machine, and every time somebody would run past, he'd just come out and go, bah! just <laughs> stick them right in the mouth. He was like, he had like a fucking pile of people. <laughs> fucking camper <laughs> and um and like i i know that since since all that happened that was in 98 i know that since all that happened like there's like all these giant stories of what happened um it wasn't even the best ride i've ever been in but uh it was really it was fucking cool man because i was still in high school dude i was like a junior in high school it was like holy shit this is awesome like real (laughs) fights yeah and uh just just seeing dudes like just fucking cold cocking people like oh you think it's fake um so you know that was that was fun but then there were no more shows there and uh that's when i started running my own shows like we had done a couple little bullshit deals before that but like was like well fuck it if nobody else is gonna book me then i guess i'll do this shit it don't look that hard (laughs) (laughs) and then what 13 years later 14 15 years later still thing oh no 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 that's that's ego man ego's ego's been running for 14 years yeah dude i was running shows in like the 90s um we had we had different call letters every time because it was kind of like a high school band, like mm. where you change your name every other week because you're <laughs> like, man, that name sucks. I came up with a better name, so we did that for a while, and then um, we had some guys uh, show up, and they were like, yeah, we're wrestlers too, and it's like, awesome, more more guys our age that are wrestlers. They were not wrestlers; they were backyard <laughs> dudes. Oh. Um, but like it turned us to some really fucking amazing shit. Mm -hmm. Um, because there wasn't that, there wasn't that stink ass of backyard wrestling on wrestling yet. This was like 90, 98, 99. So this was before YouTube had kind of, this was before YouTube Period. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, <laughs> definitely. But yeah, so this was before the internet had uh, taken backyard wrestling and shamed it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I'll I'll go on record. This is something that I, I say over and over and over and over. Um, a lot of guys shit on it. Then, afterwards, all the way up till now, uh, a lot of people do the same thing with different things. If if the product's shitty, then tell me why we were selling two and three hundred fucking tickets when everybody else was selling fifty and seventy five. Uh, yeah, I mean, and something about it was entertaining. Was it, it good? Not really. I just went through and converted all that stuff to like Blu-ray, like a couple months ago, and it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but man, if that fucking crowd wasn't livid, like with everything we did, uh, we had like the ECW chair riot. At one of the shows, it was like standing room. Like the crowd we had at Ego last month. Mm-hmm. Imagine that, like times two. Shit. Yeah. And people took their chairs and chunked them in the ring like it was fucking ECW at the end of the show. <laughs> um, but like I said, man, that like that gave us some new pieces to play with. Uh, we had we had a bunch of guys that were on the shows that were solid old school guys. And when we started booking those dudes, they were like, nah, I ain't gonna be here for that shit. 
There was a few that stuck around. And, um, but man, whatever it was we were doing, I mean, it was fucking rock and roll wrestling. Uh, we would have bands play before the show. During the show, we'd have bands play guys out to the ring and shit, you know. Um, I mean, we we did a show at the Chattanooga Trading Convention Center in 2001. Oh, nice. And I didn't lose money. That's great. And that building is, is more... That building is like two times what I use as a fucking budget for ego then. Yeah, that that, that place is expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Very. It's like it's like eighteen hundred dollars. It was eighteen hundred dollars to walk into the fucking building. Oh. If you were buying a beer license for the day, it was like five hundred more bucks. Then you had to worry about like electricity and everything paying else. Paying your electricity, paying for your panels for a dressing room. Yeah. Um then you start talking about all the shit that goes in with the chairs. show, chairs, a ring, uh, talent, promotion. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um, Back then you had to actually promote it. You couldn't just post a poster on Facebook. There was no Facebook. <laughs> there was no Facebook. Uh, we did a couple radio shows. Um, and we did um, we did a shitload of posters. Like I think that's the first time that I've ever done like 5,000 plus posters. Um, but we had a good turnout. Um, the picture that's up with the show, yeah, that um, that was the money that was spent securing everything for the show. And then it was like, <laughs> please let me make some of this back. Please <laughs> let me make some of this back. Um, the funny story with that though <clears throat> is uh, I'm gonna get my Paul Diamond story in here. We were coming back from a show in uh, somewhere in West Virginia or Kentucky. I don't know. Somewhere where wrestling is still real. and <laughs> no, It's real to me, damn it, crowd. It's still real to me, damn it. We stopped at a store to get like something to drink and gas up, and they had um, they had lottery tickets, like scratch-offs. Yeah. And I'd never seen that before because it was before Tennessee got the lottery. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to play. And Mike Hansel was with us, and he's like, oh, bro, I'll buy your first ticket, brother. And he bought me a ticket, and then he bought like ten. He goes through, and he scratches off all his, didn't win shit. I scratched off mine; it was a hundred bucks. Like you little fucker. <laughs> I was like, well, here, man, I'll buy you a ticket this time. He's like, all right, cool. So like, I traded that in, and I got ten more tickets, and I got him a ticket. He didn't win shit, and like off those tickets, like I won like ten grand. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> and that's the day I stopped playing lottery. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm good. I'm out. I've honestly never played. Period. Yeah. Scratch offs, lucky, Powerball, whatever. None of it. Yeah, I I don't know. The gods were shining down on me that day. If I had That's won all that, I know. if I had won that much, though, I probably would have stopped immediately. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. That's exactly like I had to go back to claim some of the fucking money. Yeah, they would give you like everything under like five hundred dollars, but yeah. then like you started hitting like a thousand and five thousand and shit like that. I had to go back up there and go to their office and pay taxes on it and all that shit. But anyway, so the money that's in that shot, um, I think it's – there's some off change in it. Like if you look really close, because I know somebody out there is going to be like, it's all ones. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there's like three ones in there. You can see them real close. Just zoom in on the fucking picture. Then zoom in on the other side, and you'll see it's all 100s. Um, but, yeah, I had this big fucking fat stack of cash. And I was like – I looked at WP, and I was like, what should I do with it? And he goes – we should do a fucking show in Chattanooga. And I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. I'm going to call Monday and find out about it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we did. Um, 
But that was like that was like the last big one with that crew. And then like we kind of did some shows here and there, but by then I was getting booked like a lot. And um man, crazy road stories are just there's so many crazy road stories. We we don't have enough time for them today. <laughs> I don't think a book is enough for them. Um, I've lived 10,000 lives in the years between when I was like 18 and like 24. Just being on the fucking road as much as, as we were. Um, I made a living wrestling. Uh for two or three years, like a real living, not like I'm paying my bills, I'm scooting by. Like, yeah. I put money back. Oh. Um, How many people can say that? No. Especially on the indies. Yeah. Um, but, uh, like, you know, that's 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 how much rocking and rolling we were doing, though. Um, fucking on the road six days out of the week, come home, wash your shit. I know it's a cliche, but. It, it, no, it takes dedication. Yeah, 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 and uh, and you burn out. You take a month off. You get back to it. You know, um, that sort of thing. But um, and it was it was a fun ride. That that part of it. Um, I think I burned out, and then I mind fucked myself. Um, somewhere towards the end of all that, and and then we started ego. So take us from ego, because I. It's been running how long? 14 years, we said? Yeah, it'll be 14 years in about a month. So 14 years at Ego. Take us through that a little bit, because I know it's it's a long history, and a lot of the guys have been there for since it's open. Or well, some of the guys have been there for a while, at least. Well, you, you talk back, you know, we are talking about the, the crazy-ass backyardigans. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the guys that showed up that day was Evan Turner. Okay. So... Yeah. Yeah, and, I love that. Uh, yeah, so you know, me and him, we've been wrestling together for over twenty years now. Um, he had his brother, which uh, man, Kirk was a fucking wrestling machine, and could cut the best promos ever. And he like he got a glimpse of how ugly wrestling is, and he was just like, "Nope, I'm good. Just gonna stay over here and watch it from now on." Yeah, I kind of understand that reaction. Um. I do too. Like now, looking back at like when that happened, I was like, "Come on, man! No, this is fun." Yeah. Now I do. Yeah. Like, you know, like he can actually watch wrestling and and like not pick it apart and hate it. I wish I could do that. It'd yeah. Be great. Um. So yeah, I mean, there was there was several guys that um, I had been booking out before and I had done shows with and all that stuff that were on like the first ego show. Some of those guys still float around here and there. Menace was on the very first show. Uh, Dave Pillman was on the very first show. Um, so you know, there's there's some of those guys that have you know they've they've been they've been here at, at some point. You know, basically the the run. Yeah. Um, and man, there's guys that you know I've just started booking like this year. You know. Um, I think we've went through the last time I counted names up, it was like 200 people. And that was right around the 10th anniversary. Damn. So that's, that's how many people have, have worked at ego. Um, but man, it was honestly like we went out and we were doing 
the shows in Athens and the in that area. Then we did the Chattanooga show, and then we kind of like limited it to about a show a year. Like mm-hmm. we do a big blowout in Athens, like once a year. And um, I would just kind of book people that I'd met along the way that I thought were good. Um, they didn't necessarily equal over to they were getting over in Athens. Yeah. So those were kind of like some of the more deadest shows that that we've ever had. But like as far as talent goes and like match quality goes, they were fucking amazing. But then we took the last time that we ran a not ego show was in 2004. And so there was like a full year and we got the, I got a call one day and it was the people at the fair and they were like, Hey, we hear that you run wrestling shows. I'm like, yeah, that's accurate. They're like, we would love to have a wrestling show back at the fair. They hadn't done one in like five or six years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I was on the last one that ran there. And they said, yeah, the last contact we had actually said, find Barry Allen. <laughs> because he knows that town way better and he can do you a solid. It's like, sweet. Well, that's cool. Um, so we put together that show. They They told us the budget. And I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to give myself a present. So that's that's the first time I booked Raven. Oh, nice. And then, like, we announced it, and, like, two weeks later, he won the NWA belt. And I was like, it's time to put that Rocky gimmick in motion. <laughs> so that's what we did for that first show, man, is, like, we basically did Rocky, but with me as Rocky and Raven as Apollo Creed. And that's how we build it up with yeah. everything. Like, the newspapers, uh the TV stations were coming and covering me working out and shit. Um, that's when I was like in the motherfucking gym. Like, yeah. That match, I weighed 175 pounds. Oh, nice. Um, I was running like eight miles a day. You know, I was in the gym for two hours a day. I'd do an hour before I went to work. I'd go to work and then I'd do an hour before I got home. Um, Man, it was it was a good time, but that's that's basically the angle we ran with, and it was it was only supposed to be a one off show. Like I had no intentions of, you know, if if nothing else, it would be just a continuation of what we would had been doing, which is, you know, let's just do like a big ass show like once a year, and that's kind of what we did the first few years anyway. Um, but at the same time too, it was like I've got the unique ability here that nobody else has because at that point if you were a knoxville guy you wrestled knoxville guys and if you were a chattanooga guy you wrestled chattanooga guys but chattanooga wasn't bringing in knoxville guys knoxville wasn't bringing in chattanooga guys so i'm right dead set in the fucking center yeah so for the first time you were seeing guys that were huge at the flea market on thursday nights taking on you know, the guys that were doing big shit down here at UEW or whatever. So there was a lot of, like, really big first-time matches. Uh, the first time I, I used Tyler was uh, him and Menace. Oh, that would have been a good one. And that match did not disappoint. The end is the grossest shit ever is it was a Menace driver off the top rope. But Menace lost T.Y. in midair. 
and right before they made contact, he, he like you could see him like reaching for Tyler's head, and like he gets it right before. Oh, but like he he literally they were just two bodies floating in air, Ooh. and they came right back together right before impact. Ooh, they hit the driver, but it was fucking gross. Like I thought Tyler was dead. When you when you said gross, I was thinking you were gonna say gave him a minute drive with his finger. <laughs> 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 this has got some big fingers too. You ever been shot by him? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. You lose no, finger marks from. You lose yeah, finger mark. he's got giant hands, Jake. Yeah, yeah but they, they go don't all the way across bad. your entire body. That, I get that, but they don't. They're not that Shut bad. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, uh, well, like shotgun. So, so this was not a time that Tyler got a finger in his butthole. Um, I mean, maybe later. Maybe later. You know, there's no telling. Okay. Those uh, those Athens rats, man, they get crazy sometimes. You feed them a little bit of meth, and they go all night long. <laughs> that would explain why I've never had an Athens rat. <laughs> <laughs> As you scratch. <laughs> I've never had an Athens rat. Our stereo's intact. <laughs> um, but yeah, like so, you know, we we did those for a while, and like. I had some shit shows, like I had some shows that made me fucking hate wrestling, and it happened. It seems like it happens about once a year. Like I just have a show where I'm just like, "Fuck, I just don't want anything to do with wrestling anymore." And uh, and then I I take a break for like two months, and, and I come back and I'm good. I'm familiar with that pattern. Yeah, yeah. Or you it's, feel like that, and then we have a show like we did last month at Ego. Yeah, and you come back <laughs> in jacking your wrestling dick. Like let's do shit everywhere. Yeah, let's do it all the time. Here's some money for it. <laughs> um. <laughs> so yeah, we we had a couple of we had a couple of turds. Um, I stopped giving a shit. Like I completely, I was completely done with wrestling after like 2006. I didn't really. Uh, I did one show, one single show in 2007, and it was an ego show, and I mm-hmm. fucking hated it. And like that's the one. If I could take it back, I would. Um. It, it does give us one of the best stories of all time that I pay with toys, but uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. So we had that one, and then like I had a guy come to me with money in 2008 and was like, "I want to run some wrestling shows," and I'm like, "You have no business running wrestling shows, but if you have money, I will gladly run the wrestling shows for you." And uh, he was like, okay, that's cool. And he was like, here's all this talent that I want. He gave me this big, long list of, like, WCW names. And he gave me, like, five (laughs) grand. And I was like, this is not enough money for all of these names. You need to pick the ones that you really want. He's like, well, I would really like Kevin Nash and Jeff Jarrett. I'm like, okay. This is not enough money. This is not enough money for those two names. (laughs) So we did a couple shows. Uh, the dude kind of flaked out on money. Um, funny enough, like you flip the script, and I think he popped back up. Like this was, this was 2008. I think he popped back up last year trying to run a show. Oh really? Yeah, I think he's the guy that supposedly booked Red Bank High, and like then somebody called him and or somebody called the school, and they're like, "We have no fucking clue what you're talking about." I know Slade Porter went to his job and, like, beat the shit out of him for his fucking P.O. Holy shit, really? Yeah, this was, like, last year. I did not. Well, uh, I was not involved in wrestling at all last yeah, year. That's, for yeah, part. for sure. That's I got Slade about that. I don't know if they actually that's beat crazy. him up, but I know he went to his work and was like, I will fucking kill you. That's what I had to do to get my money 
for the second show that we ran <laughs> to, by the way. Actually, I think I might have told him. You have to go to his work and threaten his life. Um, and when that didn't work, then I called his mom, and I was like, do you like having a son? And she was like, <laughs> yes. And I was like, you need to tell that motherfucker to give him my money. <laughs> this is the mafia. <laughs> We taking hands next. <laughs> so, um, uh, so then like we had one big show, and it was a sad show because it was like a, a big benefit show for this kid that used to come to the shows, and like he accidentally shot himself. Oh man, he killed himself, and uh, so we did a big fundraiser to kind of like try to pay for his bills, and like his dad still comes to all the shows. He's the guy that sits in the front row with the cane. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The cane uh, guy. So yeah, he gives his cane to everybody that like. Why, do you, you want to use it tonight? <laughs> you have it right now. Yeah, he's offered it to me once or twice. Yeah. So we did we did that show and like it was super sad, but I used a lot of people on that show. I didn't turn anyone away. You know, if like you want to come in and do the show, then, then I guess we're just gonna have a fucking forty two match card tonight. I think we ended up with like twelve or thirteen matches. But there were so many guys on that show, and I was just like, man, there's some really fucking good talent in this locker room. I think it's time for me to do what I'm supposed to do. And, like, ego has never been about get Barry Allen over. Barry Allen's over. Um, I should have stopped wrestling in 2005. I mind-fucked myself, and I ain't been, I never was the same after that. Um, it never has been about get Barry Allen over. Like I never needed a fucking belt. Like if it made sense, okay. But it was like, here, take it. Yeah. Like, let me be the fucking transition guy. Let me be Tommy dreamer for Christ's sakes. Um, and you know, that's, we started booking all these guys that, you know, ended up blowing up being, being, being named guys. And that show as well, everybody came out of the woodwork. And I'm pretty sure it still holds some kind of a record uh, around here for, for the biggest draw. Oh, that's great. Because um, it was like, a, it was well over a thousand people. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the people that paid to come in that night was Eddie Adams when he was still just a wee lad without that cool name. And <laughs> Ted Allen was there selling masks. And because uh, Ted was like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be in Athens anyway. There's a band playing at this bar that we really like. We're going to come check them out. But uh, is it cool if I come up there and sell some masks? I was like, yes, Ted, of course. It's cool that you come up here and sell some masks. <laughs> so he was sitting there selling masks. And the kid went over to him and was like, hey, I want to wrestle. Who should I talk to about getting into wrestling? The best compliments I've ever got in my life was Ted saying, go talk to Barry. He'll set you straight. He knows what he's doing. And so, like, two or three days later, this kid comes into my work. And he's like, hey, Ted Allen told me to come and talk to you about training to wrestle. And I was like shit i guess i'm gonna start training people to wrestle <laughs> and so he was part of the first class i had four people that graduated in, in the first ego dojo he's the only one that stuck around outside of the year 
Like there was one other kid that made it to the very end, mm-hmm. and we were fucking with him on a show. We told him that he was going to have to wrestle Menace, and his mom flipped shit and was like, "That man will kill my son." Oh you my can- god! Uh, it was the it was the fucking funniest shit ever. But um, <laughs> but he ended up coming back and being a referee later on, which he's he's a good referee. Um, but uh, yeah, so Eddie's the only one that that made it out of the first class. And then the second class was the next year, and that's where Ricky Valentine and Spoonie Mac came from. And the next class the next year was where Octavius Black and Cam Martinez came from. So, like, you know, we had several really good classes there right there in a row. Um, We ran at the Senior Center for about a year and a half. Um, I don't know. Did you guys – did either of you guys wrestle there? No. Never once. Okay. So it was like the ceiling was low, but like the energy was high. Um, those were like some of the, probably the best shows, like storyline wise, because we could go in there like every three weeks. And I still actually wanted to promote shows like that often. So we were going in there just like every time they had an availability. And so storylines flowed really well. Um, and then there's like a lot of guys that, we're starting out uh, that really got to like sink their teeth into some stories. Um, Shane's one of them. Um, I actually, uh, my favorite Shane story about me is the time that he, he, him and Nino begged, begged me to let them wrestle each other. And I finally was like, all right, cool. Fuck it. We'll do it. And Nino went out and tried to work like a big man, and Shane went out and tried to work like a cruiserweight. <laughs> and aesthetically, if you watch the match <clears throat> with the mute button on, mm-hmm. it's not that much different than watching it without the mute button because the crowd didn't give a single fuck. <laughs> Great match. Amazing match. But I remember Shane came back, and he was like, how was it? And I was like, it was fucking terrible. And he was just like, oh. and I was like, dude, I could hear like fucking pins dropping back here from like next door. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, but it was a really good match. And I was like, did the crowd tell you that? Or did you tell yourself that? And he's like, I said, you can go out and you can work a good match or you can go out and you can wrestle a good match. You just went out and wrestled a good match. The crowd never wants to see either of your faces again. <laughs> and, like, it took him four or five years, I guess, for him to come back and be like, I finally understand what you're talking about that night. But, uh, yeah, that was – there was – I mean, there was so much good shit at the, at the senior center. It was the night that they presented me with some kind of a uh, – some kind of a fan uh, award – or whatever for promotion of the year. Okay. And I was like, oh, we're so making a fucking angle out of this. <laughs> and I looked at the frame and I was like, oh, that's uh that's plastic. That'll probably like either make a really good sound over my head or it'll shatter. It was not plastic. It was glass. Oh shit. And oh. it cut the fuck out of my face. It was awesome. But like the crowd <laughs> was like, yeah. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and I did the really cool sell where like I just stopped 
and just stared and then crumpled. <laughs> That's my favorite cell. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and I came back up, and there's, like, the spots all over my face, and I'm just like... <laughs> Everybody's like, holy shit, because we had never done. That's like. Is that the picture you sent us where you look like Freakazoid? Y- yeah. 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 I'm all like, ah? Yeah. 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 So, um. Got money. So, yeah. Let's, uh. And the senior center was awesome. Um. And then the Luttrell Center, we were there for about two years. And those shows are really awesome, but it sucked because they didn't have heat or air. So in the winter, it was like fucking 20 degrees in that building. Gross. And in the summer, it was like 4,000 degrees in that building. Gross. Um, we did some touring stuff and all that. Um, before we went to the Luttrell Center, we, this is when we did war games. And so I know somebody asked, I think it might have been the kid, asked uh, what was my favorite uh, angle that did involve me or didn't involve me. However you want to do it. It's that whole chain of shows that built up to war games. Um, I think we built it up for like four to six months Mm -hmm. worth of stuff. And, um, I didn't get involved till the very end. So I can, I can say that for both, I think, (laughs) but, uh, just everything that we had, um, going into that one, that's, it's still, that show is still, it's still a perfect show. Um, I'll think that I'm having, that I'll have had a perfect show and then like I'll edit it and I'm like, eh, no, it wasn't a perfect show. I, I can go back and watch the war game show and I'm like top to bottom. That's a perfect show. Yeah. The war game show is like the great white whale. It ego. Like everybody yeah. wants to top the war game show. Yeah. And we, and that was, that was seven years ago. I don't know that it's ever going to be top. It's still, people still talk about it. Not just the boys. Yeah, I've heard fans I mean, talk about it. Before. I mean, it's it's still it's one of those that I think um, other people will say that they're doing stuff better than us, and it's like, man, I don't know that people are talking about your what happened at your show this week, next week. Yeah, um, you know, not saying that everybody remembers every single thing that happens at every single ego show, but uh, everything leading up to that show. And then just the actual blow off itself, man. It was like, just worked. Just everything. Um, I've actually I've been contacted by a group out in Oxville that does just different podcasts, um, and they want to do like a ten part series on what made that whole thing work. Oh, like they want to go that through be, and like that'd be a really fun listen. Yeah, like they want to go through and take like every show and like cut it down and like, okay, what, what happened here? Like whatever, what build on everything here? And then you go to the next show. Breaking down your thought process and yeah. everything along yeah. the way go all the way through the angle. And yeah. then like the actual show itself, take like three or four shows and break down through. the individual matches yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, you know, get all the little backstage stories of, mm-hmm. of, you know, how we were struggling to jump around the building to get on the Hummer and, <laughs> And how the cage broke in the middle of the match and how we got around that. And, you know, just everything that, you know, all the little stories that if you were in the crowd that night, you don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so that's something. I want to do that. I just want to do it when I have time. Yeah. And I want. It's like I was telling you the other day, like I hate editing on the fly mm. because I want to be able to actually take my time doing stuff. To make sure that it's quality. I hate rushing shit out 
just because somebody the next day is like, are we going to get a clip video? I'm like, no, motherfucker, you'll get it when I get it to you. <laughs> I missed the clip videos. I was pissed at you for taking those all down off YouTube, you bastard. Right. We're going to do some stuff. We're going to do some stuff. We'll put the old ones back up there uh, while you're doing stuff. <clears throat> Maybe. Because the one with the Dazed and Confused intro always fucking killed me. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what show it was, but you did the That fucking... was the party at the Moon Tower. Yeah. Show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the intro to that. You know, though, I had to delete that one several times because... Because like, the copyright claim. Yeah. The music claims on it because apparently... Oh, I thought the movie clip got you. No, I think it was... I don't remember what the first choice was, but then I put Stranglehold on it because yeah. it fit the, the length of the song and it got booted back. Mm-hmm. And I think I ended up just doing like a bunch of songs from the soundtrack. Like every match was like, um, oh, here's uh, just different clip of the song. Yeah, here's here's Black Oak, Arkansas, mm-hmm. Jim Dandy, boom. You know, here's Paranoid, here's Rock and Roll Night. You know, just, just different songs from the soundtrack. Um, the night the armor stood still highlight video was one of my favorite ones too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I did like that, but I like being able to do that. I like being able to actually take my time doing it and yeah. not just throw a bunch of shit on on the thing and be like, here, have it. Um, it just. To me, when people do that, it shows that they're not passionate. They're not actually passionate about their shit. Because if you're actually passionate about it, you take your fucking time doing it. One thing I can say, watching your clip videos back in the day, is like when you watch them, you can actually see the story of the match. Yeah. Instead of just like, oh, here was a cool move. Yeah. Here was another cool move. Yeah. Here was the finish. Yeah. That's how you can tell he actually sat there yeah. and watched yeah, that exactly. whole show. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing, too, is like anytime I'm editing a show, I'm looking through four cameras. So, uh, I've got, when you break it down, uh, the, the editing software that I use for that, you break it down to four screens, you can't see shit. So mm-hmm. I like to do two at once and then take those two edits and go back through and redo it. So I end up watching everything three times, minimum three times. And if we're doing one of those big fucking crazy to do matches, Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> I like yeah, the, been in a few of those. Like a, the, what was the one? Ah, damn it! The Battle of Athens match literally took me a week to edit. I was thinking the one where it was the uh, there was like four, maybe there were six like tag teams in it, and you had the little envelopes like up oh on the yeah, that was the one where Ringa does the uh, the, the moonsault moonsault off the, the top the of the ladder, ladder. and that was yeah. the only clip of that show I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> it was the moonsault off the ladder. Yeah. yeah, I remember hearing it like watching. For that spot, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he hits the thing, and you just hear Ray like over top of the pop and everything. You glorious, beautiful, fucking <laughs> bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, bring a moonsault off anything if it's not nailed down. Well, the good news is, and I guess maybe this is like a scoop here. I don't know. You got any news? Any scoops? Um, we are putting together all of our social media because yeah. I feel like it's something that we've been missing. Huge. I think that's a, a definitely a missing ingredient of the pie, so to speak. Um, because the websites look the same for like six years. Yeah, the, the <laughs> websites. I'm, I'm actually working on the website. Oh, uh, we're doing um, all the Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, all that shit. We're doing all that. Uh, we're going back through. I'm going to be doing a lot of YouTube stuff, like probably minimum of four or five videos a week. 
So we shoot so, our promos to actually go up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just sit on the hard drive, and six months later, I'm like, I can kind of use that for this show. I have shot That's so why. many promos for you that I've never seen. I think I've seen one that I've shot that went up. I have shot several that I was like, that was a good fucking yeah, promo. right. And yeah. then it never right. came like, up. I shoot the promo, and I'm like, that was fucking. I've perfect. shot one that he marked but, out for, and but, then never fucking did but it. You know, it's you know, it's really sweet is when you're gonna see all this stuff happening yeah. and you're gonna see all those promos because i do still have all of them. Yeah. i would love to see the one I cut the on India's promo. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna all go together and you're gonna look like a crazy motherfucker yeah because it's gonna be all yeah. these different angles and i'm gonna yeah. have to go through and try my best to make it look normal or even crazier with the cuts right. just go even crazy it's gonna yeah. be me from when i was a cult leader to now being a yeah. you know rascally goofball yeah. with nsfw so that's yeah. gonna be yeah. the cult leader was so much fun though yeah. well, that that's was when i did that my was his idea problem. right yeah so we're gonna get off track real quick because <laughs> we, we, we've interviewed long enough we're 52 yeah. minutes into this into i told this. you dude it's gonna be an extended cut oh. or you're gonna have like volume two ready for next week something <laughs> so I don't give a shit let's do it Let's let's get into this because you have a lot of awesome stories. But first, I want to talk about his cult leader gimmick because okay. one thing that, that Jake and Tyler told me when I started getting booked by you was Barry comes up with some crazy shit. He's gonna walk up to you. He's gonna say, "Trust me," and you're gonna hear it. You're gonna be like, "That man's <laughs> fucking stupid," but just go with it, and it's gonna work out. And I I learned it was true. Like every time, every time you book me in some crazy shit. It, it pretty worked well out. worked out. Yeah. So, and I know Jake had to be thinking also, well, no, Jake, when he heard oh, that, no. loved I, it, I was it. all in on this. But if, like, you would have come to me away. with that gimmick, I would have been like, what the fuck? No, no. So let's talk about that for a minute, because that was an awesome idea, and it actually, the application of it, seeing it in action was amazing. Yeah. So yeah. talk about that. Um, How did you come up with that? I don't remember... I don't remember what I was thinking when I came up with that. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Um, I know sometimes, um, guys, I, I'm going to be totally truthful here. I'm not a fucking genius. I'm not. I know that my critics love to use that shit against me. I don't call myself a genius. Fucking other people do. And I'm not. I fucking watch a lot of TV. That's it. I watch a lot of fucking movies and I watch a lot of wrestling. So sometimes you see a really hot angle that I've done. All it is is some shit Bill Watts did fucking 30 years ago. I just made it today. Yeah. That's it. And instead of it being, you know, the fucking junkyard dog versus Kamala, it turned into fucking Robocop versus, you know, Robocop 2, Red 209. (laughs) You know, because I was watching some fucking Mid-South and then I watched Robocop. And I was like, hey, wouldn't it, that, that could work. Um, I'm, I'm really not. Like, I just, I watch a lot of shit. And I got a fucking crazy mind. And sometimes I'll come up with ideas that are way too fucking crazy that even I'll talk myself out of. But I'll also put those on the back burner and be like, somebody's going to come along one day that'll make that shit work. Now, the cult leader, I'm not really totally sure where the inspiration for that came from. But I know that we were kind of dicking around with the Clockwork Orange thing. Mm-hmm. And it was initially just going to be like a Clockwork Orange type. I, I want to say maybe it was like, man, I can get a little out of this one character doing 
basically being Alex Large. Or I, I can put it give off them the these... fucking dictionary, all the slang terms mm-hmm. and shit from the movie. Because I, I thought that's where we were going. <laughs> I or I could throw some guys with you. Yeah. And make a group. Because at the end of the day, again, my critics will say <laughs> that goddamn Barry Allen. If you're not the money shot mafia or the young bloods, you just ain't getting over. And I say to them, if you're fucking lazy, you're not getting over anyway. <laughs> but there's a bit of truth to that. I need people to fight them. Because for God's sakes, they fought enough they fought each other for well enough. So I need groups that can go in and do programs with those guys. I need guys that can challenge their spot on the hill. So that may have been what I was thinking. But I know that I gave you a few guys that were kind of floating in obscurity at that point. Mm-hmm. I love Shane to death. Sometimes I don't have anything for him. He's just a big motherfucker that beats yeah. people up. And you knew, but when I think of something before, cool, yeah, like that, he will fit. Yeah, great. So there was him, and Virgil was completely out of nowhere. But yeah. I was getting, I was, I was growing tired of doing the hillbilly thing with him, like. We did it. It worked. It was like, I want to say that might have even been a fucking dare. I think somebody dared me to, no, I think somebody dared me to do, to try to do a hillbilly gimmick and get it over. Mm. (laughs) And I was like, fuck you. Okay. Verge got over huge. I remember. And um, we got over huge for turning him. Yeah. It was wonderful. Yeah. And then uh, Chase had just started coming up at that point. And then, of course, we turned him. And, he, and then he flaked out and yeah. never heard from him again. And then we got Trevor. Yes. Yay. Yes. Yes. That one was fun because he started the night as a baby face. And then does a run in as a heel. And everybody's like, well, what the fuck? And then here we come. Yeah. And I've got the little cup. And they're all like. Yeah. Oh, um, the Trevor was scary doing that game. You know, I know exactly what the fuck it was that I was watching that week when I came up with the idea of putting it together. Okay. It was the fucking uh, anniversary of uh, Waco. Oh. That's exactly what it was. And so with those, you also get all of the, here. here's this cult, and here's yeah. that cult, and here's this cult, and here's mm-hmm. that cult. So, yeah, it was it was pure. Yeah. And then we just started turning into this whole Jim Jones shit. Yeah. And you even said something, too, because like when I first started coming back up there, being a heel like i want to be different everywhere i go so it's more fun for me yeah and i started to like the like just walk around moping around not giving a shit sort of like he's like you can't stalk around like roberts i was like neat can i start using the ddt and he was like if it looks good do it <laughs> if you can do the pivot yeah so i started studying the fucking ddt and i turned it into a finish up there and then then we started doing that thing and he's like you're just gonna be if jake roberts and raven adopted a child and i'm like Fuck, I got to study more. Yeah. So I just started watching all their promos and shit. Like, yeah. I never raised my voice. I tried to be creepy and weird. Yeah. And it was great. I yeah. thought it was a promo. Like, dude, I've quoted a fucking poem by Shelly. And Barry, like, after we cut it, he pulls in. He's like, did you fucking quote Shelly? <laughs> I did. He was like. I remember uh, <laughs> we took the tag belts from uh, Virgil and Shane. Yeah. At one point, it was Sean and I. And, uh wrestling against those two in that gimmick was awesome just seeing virgin as a heel 
the way he was at that time was great. Like it completely transformed him. I know my my absolute most favorite promo that you did right around. It might have been after that match actually was um um you guys you guys are doing the promo and then Virgil does something that's just completely fucking batshit crazy and he walks off and you turn to Shane and go I think you need to lower his dosage and Shane goes I haven't been dr- having him drink the drink for months now and you're just <laughs> like oh shit <laughs> like, that that might have been my favorite <laughs> little like wink wink nudge nudge tongue and cheek yeah. uh, uh reference thing you know but like yeah that was that was a good one um i don't know man like I, i've got a lot of great ones uh we did the ones with uh when hairband and then draven were trying to do the oh, best friends thing man, that and was i kept great. showing up at the end of their promos <laughs> <laughs> that was good stuff that was that's good how stuff. you can take a serious ass thing and mix it in with a goofy thing yeah yeah and it still work you yeah, know. did you see those? Yeah, where like Hairband yeah, would have to like say Draven Lee, Draven Lee, Draven Lee, and like <laughs> in the mirror, we'd in the do bathroom. a puff of smoke, and like he would he would show up, like what? <laughs> and then I walk into the bathroom at the end of it, and they're both standing. There, I was like, I'm in the wrong bathroom. You did. And I have the little cup in my hand though. <laughs> yeah, man, those are great. Those are fun. Oh. Um, I you know honestly like I'll tell this to any promoter out there that will actually listen to advice from somebody who's been doing this for a fucking long time and knows a thing or two about it. And I'm not just saying it to, to, to blow my own dick here, but if you really want good shit, amuse yourself and amuse your guys. Mm-hmm. Because if they're having fun, it translates to the crowd and the crowd's like, fuck, this is fun. Let's have some fun. If, you're having fun. It's less strenuous because I dare, I dare a single fucking promoter, booker, anybody that puts a show together. I dare a single one of you motherfuckers to pop up and say that it's easy shit and you don't get stressed out because you're a fucking liar if you do. Yeah, I saw where you left Tyler's post this this morning. Oh, Jesus Christ. One where he's bitching about yeah. stress. Yeah. Oh, man. Show. Oh, yeah. man. Um, dude, I mean... I'll say this. I'll say this completely candidly, man. Um, with with working with her, as I point to my lovely girlfriend in the corner of the room over here, and doing burlesque shows and doing comic shows, and with the burlesque shows comes drag shows. Man, wrestlers and their diva ass attitudes ain't got shit on anybody else. <laughs> I mean, every wrestler, I feel like feels like they are they should be the star yeah like every single yeah. fucking and and them. if you don't make them the star then they go and run off and talk about how you fucking paid them in pizza or they go and start their own shows or so they, they go make start themselves their own and their buddies and they, the yeah. stars yeah that's true too so you know what the fuck are you gonna do um <laughs> you guys you gotta have fun if you don't if you're not having fun i know that's a big fucking no-no in wrestling it's a serious business well, motherfucker i'm in serious business too that. I like to laugh when I go out there. Man. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I mean, well, you, you saw us on the la- podcast. Yeah, <laughs> the last show, the last show we worked for you. Yeah, we were like, we came up to you with the most ridiculous shit we could possibly think of, which was go out there and ask everyone to be on our podcast and then fuck with them. And you were like, yeah, whatever. No, like no reaction almost. We went out there and had the crowd training podcast at yeah. one point. Yeah, 
<laughs> it's good shit. Made me pretty happy. I but know, I mean, you, my favorite part was how amused you were at the whole fucking Craig Omega thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that was, was great. the most fun yeah, thing yeah, the yeah. whole show to me. And the best thing is, is you guys were both in the ring when he was in there. Yeah. So you didn't see me sitting at Gorilla, like, popping oh, your I ass heard. off. I heard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then on the fly, I was like... I was like, dude, just two sweetest. <laughs> he's like, okay. I was like, two sweetest. We're gonna throw you the fuck out. And he's like, all right. We just hold it up. <laughs> and then as soon as he touched it, we grabbed it, threw him out. And I was like, Bullet Club sucks. And then, like, I triggered the fuck out of some dude in the front row oh, wearing I Bullet saw. Club shit. <laughs> it was fuck so em. good. I was like, been, oh, you're so edgy with your Bullet Club shirt. And they ain't been, been cool since 2000. What was hilarious <laughs> about that for Tyler and I was, he sent us out his baby faces. <laughs> And we got out there, and within like ten seconds, had immediately turned ourselves heel. Yeah, and and then the, those that weren't booing you started booing you as soon as you guys refused to hit me. Yeah, well, here's the here's the thing that I figured out about the Athens crowd is is you know I can say that you're going to be a babyface and you're going to be a heel, but that doesn't necessarily mean. That's what's oh, going to yeah. happen when you get out there. I've gone out. For Christ's sakes, hairbands flipped twenty seven times, and it's not my doing or his. Well, he it's did just, put him out there against me in a heel, it's, heel match. It's, it's who he's wrestling, first and foremost. And I guess it's like if his uh, fucking Motley Crue shows up. I just slipped those in, man. man. I'm, I'm getting good at just dropping. Like that girl slipped her finger in Tyler's ass. Woo! <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> Yowza. I thought you were safe at home, Tyler. <laughs> Not he's going to listen to this and be so pissed at us. Yes. We're gonna be getting messages from him during the like throughout the episode. He's made listen to it. He's he's a message us each time. SoundCloud's gonna have a bunch of little like yeah versions of his head. That's gonna be little remarks that he leaves. (laughs) Fuck you guys. (laughs) Felt good. I liked it. (laughs) I do it again. I mean, clearly you let her do it. Yeah, you know. Guys can't, guys can't be so hard on it. It's not that bad. Feels nice. <laughs> Feels nice. Uh, where do we go now? I think that's <laughs> up to you. Uh, uh, so, what do you? Any stories that pop out, uh, pop in your head? Your favorite road stories, wrestling in the ring. We get started on that. It's another hour. Yeah, we're gonna go for a minute or two. We uh, got about at least thirty minutes. I'd say. Yeah. Fuck it. Um. Well, so. I did tell I did tell Diamond that I would tell a fun Diamond story, and you guys were asking about riots, so let's tell about the riot in West Virginia, Inez, Kentucky. I'm sorry, it was Inez, Kentucky. That's about as bad. It's it's in the fucking armpit of I mean, West Virginia. It's all redneck. Yeah. So yeah, it's a fucking mountain, and like if you step across one pebble too many, you're in a different state. Oh, that's fun. So uh, so we're doing a fair show. In Inez, Kentucky, and we'd been up there before. There's a fucking hot ass crowd, man. They don't have anything to do. They follow what we we call the Walmart rule. Do you guys know the Walmart rule? I don't know like, the Walmart rule. The Walmart rule is is if there's not a Walmart within 30 minutes of where you're running a show, you're gonna have a lot of motherfucking people there. Eh, I can see that. that. Think there's about nothing that. else. There's to, nothing else. If to there's do. no Walmart, that means there's literally there's nothing, nothing to do. To do. Because at least so, if there's a Walmart, you can sit in the parking lot and talk with your friends. Exactly. Exactly. Or to walk around and look at fishing lure for the 27th time. Whatever. <laughs> so we go up there. And um, uh, Chris Draven was the promoter. His name's Kenny McCoy. Chris Draven. 
NWA Bluegrass. I think this may have been the last show that they ran under their original name before they switched over to the Bluegrass name. I'm not sure. It may have been the first show after. It was somewhere right in there in that area. But they had just they had got the the license and they were either running and running out till they could pick up the license or they had just done it. And his fair show, man, like he had a way bigger budget than we did at those shows in Athens because he was bringing in names and names and names and names and names. And I know that night um, I wrestled Boogie Woogie, Jimmy Valiant, Boogie Woogie Man, Handsome Jimmy, baby. <laughs> and uh, AJ Styles wrestled. David Young, I think. Shark Boy was there. We did a deal with Shark Boy earlier in the show. By the way, back then, I was taking two gimmicks to a show so I could work twice. Because oh. if you can work twice, you got a mask gimmick and you got just you. Mm-hmm. You can go out twice. And if you're working two different deals, you got to learn how to work two different styles. It gives you more experience. Mm-hmm. So I'm out there working with the mask on and I can't rely on my face to get my shit over. So you got to rely more on, on body, body language. Which, you know, that's, um, I did a training camp with, uh, Rick Steamboat a few times. And that was a big thing that he preached was selling with your body. And if you ever watch Steamboat, like get hit in the back, yeah, it's like his whole body, you know, gets hit in the gut. Ooh, yeah, it's you not know, it's, just on right, the face, right? So, I went up. I worked uh, with my mask gimmick against Boogie Woogie Baby, and we did a. We had like a little a little tag team up there. It was me and WP and this kid named Ian Killjoy, and Ian Killjoy, he wore his hair in little pigtails, and he wore a skirt and a fishnet shirt. So you can imagine the kind of heat he had he in had, Bumblefuck, Kentucky. Yeah, he definitely had that. Uh, that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I won't. I won't, I won't yes. Make fun of anything right now because I'm trying to behave this week. <laughs> um, so he's getting that Adrian Street heat. He was getting that Adrian Street heat. There that's the nice. Way that's that's the yeah. better way. So. Uh, so we he had a singles match against Shark Boy. We went out and we fucked with Shark Boy. And uh, I'm sorry, that was the next year. Because WP wasn't with us when we did the riot. Fuck me. Okay, anyway, Shark Boy wasn't there. Fuck him. <laughs> um, anyway, there was a bunch of fucking names there. I know AJ was there because he had just won the NWA belt for the first time. And he was on after us. And he was mad. Like... I think we made AJ Styles say, damn. Oh, damn. Yeah. I think. I'm pretty sure. So what happened was we went out. We we fucked the, the, the town baby face. And as we were leaving, like we had so much heat. People were like reaching across the guardrails and grabbing us. And somebody grabbed me on the shoulder and I fucking swatted them off. And I look up as I'm turning back around and there's this lady 
and she just bitch smacks Paul Diamond, who was our working as our manager, and he was doing like this Jim Cornette Jr. gimmick. Uh, he had like the loud outfit, and he was carrying a tennis racket, you know, to fucking waffle people if they got too damn close. But um, she fucking turned around and bitch smacked him, and without thinking twice, he just like kind of did like a, the loose swing of the racket. Mm. And when he did, that fucking place went shit house crazy because they thought he had done took her head off of that fucking tennis racket. <laughs> and dudes were trying to get us. And I said, Paul, fucking go. And I pushed him on the back, and he went with security. And they had security lined up really good for us. I was like, fuck it. Paul's kind of a wimpy dude. No offense, Paul. You're fucking 48 pounds soaking wet with a brick in your pocket. <laughs> but... um. You know, I, I was a bit beefier. I felt like I could handle myself in a fight if that was to happen. I fucking shoved him. I said, go. And I turned around, and I was like, not trying to ag the heat on, but I was like, what? And this <laughs> dude took a fucking swing at me, and I ducked, and I turned around, and I kicked him in the dick as fucking hard as I could. And that motherfucker came off the ground like a foot and went down and there's a scene in an eddie murphy movie where he knocks somebody down and then he just goes yeah <laughs> and that's the only thing i could think in my life of just doing movie quotes i just turned back and i went yeah <laughs> and this motherfucker set up like the undertaker and i went fuck <laughs> and um dude gets up and, like, I see him reach back here. Oh. And I'm uh. like, okay, it's time to leave now. <laughs> and he starts to come out, and the fucking security get on, and they're like, get the fuck out of here. I fucking took off. They had us dressing in, like, a little pool cabana. <laughs> it was like, it was a, it was a park. Mm -hmm. And they had the pool, and they had, like, the little changing rooms, and the, the pool had a fucking fence around it with barbed wire on top. We fucking ran in there. They shut the gate. They locked the gate with a fucking padlock. People are literally swarming like a fucking, oh it was God. like a zombie apocalypse. You know, like they're, <laughs> they're pushing each other against the fence. One motherfucker starts trying to climb up. He gets to the barbed wire and he's like, okay, this isn't such a great idea. He fucking drops back down and they get the, the promoter comes in and he's just like, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> and I'm like wrestling baby wrestling <laughs> and like i look out and i see this and i'm like oh fuck and i turned to paul and i was like paul we're gonna die tonight <laughs> these people are going to fucking kill us this is no longer a work they want to fucking maim us they want your head and possibly my arm <laughs> and like jimmy valiant puts his head out out the side and he sees all these people and he goes god damn baby i ain't seen heat like that since they shaved lawless head in memphis and he turns to paul and he goes diamond baby if you make it out of this alive you a legend <laughs> <laughs> and i just looked at buggy and i was like we're gonna die we're not gonna make it out of here alive we're gonna fucking die aj was supposed to go on right after us mm -hmm. he like looks out and he's like man Man, how am I supposed to go out there and rap? How am I supposed to follow that, man? It's <laughs> like, uh, I think you're going to have to let it cool down for a little while first. He's like, man, it's a long way home. I got to drive home after this. <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude. 
Sorry, we got a little too much heat. It wasn't planned. I didn't mean to pour the gasoline on the fire, just near it. He's like, man, damn. I want to say he said damn. I hear that he doesn't curse. Um, he didn't the entire time he was there, but I'm pretty sure he was like, damn. Um, I'm going to have to, from now on, anytime I work a show, one of your shows, I'm going to hit somebody every match. I'm going to look up and say, yeah. <laughs> It's <laughs> the greatest, dude. But here's what happens. So, like, the cops come in. Oh, shit. And the cops are, like, getting everybody back. They're trying to get everybody chilled out. And they finally come in, and they're like, we've got a report that somebody decked somebody. we got to take that person to jail. And we're not saying shit. Mm-hmm. And Paul had two rats with him. And one of them was, like, a paralegal. And she started dropping all this fucking legal shit. And we were just like, bitch, shut up. This is a fucking back-ass Kentucky town. They don't follow the rules here. They will fucking lynch us. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Finally, they had a cop that wasn't from that town, but was in that town. Yeah. He was an outsider. Yeah. And he shows up, and he's like, what the fuck is going on? And we tell him, and he's just like, okay, look, they won't take you guys to jail, blah, 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 blah. There's no proof, so we can't do that. So I'm going to handle this because I'm the only one that is thinking sensibly right now. Because if we take you guys to jail, everybody's going to follow us, and they're going to kill you. Oh, shit. It's like, oh, great. <laughs> so said, what we're going to do is, is we're going to put you, we're going to act like we're arresting you to get you out of here. They didn't know the girls were with us. The fans did. Yeah. So the girl, one of the, the, the paralegal girl, she drove the fucking car over to the police station, pulled up the back door. Um, so they're, they're loading Paul in, they got Paul in cuffs and they're doing a whole big fucking show. Dude bounces Paul's head off the fucking, uh, uh, roof of the car, yeah. you know, get the fuck in there. You asshole. You know, he's kicking him in the ass and he's like, fuck all you people. I'm going to get you. I'm going to come back and I'm going to burn your trailer park down. You know, he's just like going fucking crazy with it. And that's when the guy bopped his head. He's like, okay, shut the fuck up now. Um, I threw my jacket over my head while they were paying attention to him. Mm-hmm. And I ran out with the girls. I got in the back seat of the fucking car. I fucking kept my head down. Um, so we pull around to the back of the police station. They take him in the front door. It's like, don't worry, folks. We've got this under control. He'll be out. He'll be getting bond, or he'll be he'll be out in the morning. If you want to take this up with him in the morning, you can take it up with him in the morning. And as they're walking him back, they're like, "Get the fuck out of town now, go <laughs> leave." <laughs> and uh, so they take him out the front door or the back door, and we did not leave. We had a free hotel room that was part of our fucking deal, <laughs> and it had a hot tub in it. And I wanted to soak in the hot tub because I was fucking sore. I wrestled two times. And uh, so we went to the fucking hotel, which was like a mile away from the police station. And like the whole night, people were like fucking beating on our door. I'm still pretty sure that it was it was like the boys, like the local group mm-hmm. were like fucking ribbing us, you know, like, ah, we're going to get you. <laughs> and we'd like open the door. And there's like nobody there. It's like, oh, you motherfuckers, you know. But uh, we left the next day. And yeah. No we issue. We didn't die. Yeah. Oh, that's good. We're still alive. That That's good. Yeah. Because yeah. I got invited back to next year. Uh, <laughs> Paul is uh, forever banned from Inez, Kentucky. 
Did they, did they hate you as much the next year? I just, I just had to do the mask gimmick. Oh, okay. Yeah, couldn't do anything else. I had to do the mask <laughs> So, <clears throat> but that kid, um, that kid Ian that I teamed up with up there, um, he, he got in a couple different riot situations. He got stabbed once. Oh, shit. Um, he was uh, the infamous, he's, he's a name right now because by golly, every fucking week he does something new and dumb. Um Brian, uh, Brian, up in Knoxville, he shot on the kid a couple. Oh, Brian Logan. Brian Logan. Oh, the the night that he dragged the little old lady across the guardrail. That's like of legend infamousness. Mm -hmm. Um, he was teaming up with Ian. Ian got fucking stabbed because Ian was a little shit and he couldn't defend himself. He got fucking stabbed that night. Yeah, so. But yeah, that's uh, that was a fun road story. All those all those fucking Kentucky trips are fun road stories because there's just some weird shit happening up in those hills. There's like one night we were coming back and it was like four o'clock in the morning. We were getting gas, and this dude it looked like he had been hunting because he had like a a camouflage uh, four wheeler and like all of his guns and shit. And he was in some um, long like uh, uh, the white. Uh, pajamas, long johns. Oh yeah, like the um, I don't know like what the thermal called. underwear yeah. or whatever. Um, and he was just out there like, and it was cold as fuck, and that was all he was wearing. He was just we're like, what the fuck is this dude out here pumping gas just in his underwear? <laughs> and so we sat there and we watched, and then he turned around and he had shit. Like there was just <laughs> a fucking black streak of doo doo, like from his fucking neck all the way down his legs, from his neck. Yeah, I guess he'd like shit that fucking shot up. Oh, jeez. Like he had splatter shit. Zero, gra- zero gravity shit. <laughs> so I guess he had like taken off his cool like hunter outfit because he had shit all over everything. <laughs> That's so fucking gross. Yeah. Oh, my God. There was, uh, we, we, we named this, uh, there was a squirrel. We called it the suicide squirrel because it was sitting on the side of the road and he just like had his head like he was. Like the line is here, and the squirrel like had his head over the just line. Just over the line. Just like, please run me over. Please, just <laughs> fucking end my life right now, please. Um, uh, so many great stories from up there. Uh, those were those were good trips. Those were good road trips. With old Paul Diamond. Can't often say that about going to Kentucky. No, no, no. I, you know the the shows were fun. Um, Kenny, man, he like he had some of the biggest shows, and he actually. He holds the record for the biggest show I've ever wrestled at and also the smallest. Really? Yeah. Um, I wrestled. There was like, he had like 2,500 people at a show once. Mm-hmm. And then like three months later, he had a little show at this little community center and there were like six people there. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a quick turnaround. Yeah. Well, it, it, and, and there was no science to it, though. It wasn't like he did a shitty angle and nobody it, wanted to come back. It, I guess something else was fucking going on in town that day. Yeah, because then, like, we went back the next time. And we we're like, I don't know, man. This Maybe is there bad. was a community possum cookout. Could have been. Could have been. You never know up there, man. <laughs> we went back up there like a month later, and you know, it was back like his normal crowd was like seven, eight hundred people. And maybe all that. Maybe they all had their white hoods on that night. It could be. It could be. I'm busting on Kentucky a lot today. Those, those people up there, there. Yeah. Yeah. Those mountain towns, man. That made me nervous, bro. 
been up there a few times and uh I did not stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's kinda like Copper Hill. Yeah. The road up this way. Yeah. I still think the war's going on, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's most of the south though. If you get if you get out of like the established cities around here and go up in the mountains anywhere around here, they all think the war's still going. Yeah, no, no, no. They know the war's still going. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference between Copper Hill and everybody else. That's true. That That's scary. true. All right, man. So uh Where can we, we go to from here? Huh? Where can we go to from we here? We have some uh fans. Let's, let's do these questions. Or, well, let's not even say fan. Yeah, they're not fans. <laughs> we have um your crowd. Yeah, <laughs> a bunch of we had a bunch of people asking for stuff, so we're gonna just go with a few today. That's fine. Um, Get the highlights. Let's see which one do we want to go with. My uh, quickly, my favorite honky tonk Matt story is we did a bar show in Athens, and I had to book him and Cody Murdoch. Cody Isis, he's from up in Bristol, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, against the hometown guy Major Mitchell. Major Mitchell was fucking terrible. He should never been. He was a great guy, really nice terribly she's never fucking been a wrestler but um they had to do i had i i didn't know that cody was coming i just had it as honky tonk matt and major mitchell so i made it honky tonk matt and cody murdoch to make major mitchell super huge over babyface hometown hero he's the guy that actually helped set up the show and uh and he went out and stunk it up but beforehand they went out and honky tonk matt cut this promo and it was the best thing ever it's my absolute favorite memory of honky tonk matt and he was just like you know, I've been to some shitholes in my day, but by God, I ain't even seen a fucking Walmart in this goddamn town. <laughs> and now I'm here in this fucking dick hole in the fucking wall bar. And the best looking girl in the damn place only has about four fucking teeth. And one of her damn eyes is blacked. It's the best, best promo ever. All right, all he was right. like, what can I get away with? I said, go for the fucking jugular on. He's like, all right. <laughs> This okay. is the one I like the best so far right. because it, it, it's a pretty valid question. Okay. Why is the tag title cursed? Fuck if I know, man. I think some fucking voodoo priestess like fucking sprinkled some voodoo poonanny on it and like. Who were your last tag champions? The Chicanos. Chicanos. And then the one got hurt. The one got hurt. Literally, everybody that's held the belts in the past four years besides Shane and Ethan. Have got hurt and couldn't defend the belts. Yeah, I uh, Ringa, Ringa just quit. The, and then I yeah. filled in for him and broke my yeah. ankle. The yeah. match we dropped him in, I had to stay on the apron most of the match yeah. because I had a torn meniscus. Yeah, uh, Mike Excellence, he fucked his shoulder up. Yep, and hey, that's uh, who we dropped it to. <laughs> um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, yeah, Ringa just Ringa just dropped out, and then I took over for <clears> him, and then. The next match, and then, and then you got hurt. I broke my ankle, and then we we I brought it back, and I brought Drew in to team up with Ray, and then they just stopped coming all together, and I never really got that whole story. Uh, we put him on high risk impact, and the one kid um, hurt his dick and his girlfriend's ass or something, and fucking couldn't wrestle anymore. No, no, Ray and Drew never got him because we we lost him in the match where I got hurt. They oh we did a tournament or a tournament final we had a, a, a this team was the last team that had them and this team is the the hot team right now so they yeah, had the think. the deal uh, uh, Josh and yeah. uh, Streets and yeah. and Frost they were, they were the ones that had it and yeah. then they lost at the high risk impact yeah. and dude got hurt yeah 
Yeah, it's like fell every off into his girlfriend's ass or whatever. Yeah, it was. every every team. Is this serious? Like this actually yeah. happened. That was yeah. the four things in a row. Like, so yeah. he actually got hurt that way. Oh no 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 no! I thought he got hurt, but I was going back to his thing. The dude just he like, ripped. Dropped the, off yeah, he ripped face. his fucking groin, fucking his girlfriend. Oh, did he? Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck! I just thought he just. Quit. Yeah, that was the best wrestling injury ever. Rad. Yeah, that's fucking <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, there's people that I'm forgetting too on that, but. Um, <clears throat> That's pretty much the gist of it. Since like 2015, like everybody that's held the belts, that's held the tag belts, uh, has got hurt. Do you have tag champions right now, or nope. tag angles besides like you know? I'm, I'm gearing. Angles? I'm gearing up to do a deal. Uh, we, I actually just uh, decided like, okay, I'll, I don't care to put in money on the fucking. Uh, title belts mm-hmm. uh, so those are those are in production now um dibs so <laughs> the i i don't want to say the first show of the year but somewhere around the first of the year where i'm going to try to angle everything i don't want to do i want i don't want to do a tournament yeah tournaments are fucking overdone annoying um no once you do a tag league i, I don't it, we don't we don't run enough shows to do that <laughs> it, it'd take fucking four years to crown our champs and and hell the last the the tag team tournament that we did last summer, like teams were dropping out left and right. People were getting hurt just being in the fucking tournament for the goddamn things. So you know, <laughs> like I had some to weird yeah. Eastern fucking curse. I don't know, man. I don't know. He it's a fucking the, mummy's curse. Or some he shit. missed There's the some deal weird shit going on with that damn thing. But uh, yeah, like like I said, I can I can look at the list of guys that have held the tag belts and been like, okay, he got hurt. This is why. This is what happened. This is what happened. This is what happened. So, yeah. Yeah. They're cursed. I don't know. Fun, fun side note, though, the night I broke my ankle, I refused any help and walked myself to the back. I got the, uh, yay, he's okay, applause, and then I said, fuck you, and then I got my heat back. Bear was like, way to get your heat back. <laughs> it's like, I'm a heel. I don't want people clapping for me. And then you, miss the, then you miss the 10th anniversary show, yes. which was really fucking fun. I don't want to try to scoot around in that overcrowded locker room on fucking crutches. Yeah, though. but great train. I know. And Dick Justice. And Dick Justice. I know. Yeah, it was a fun show. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. So uh, before we wrap it up, next week. Oh, come on. Give me a few more. Give me a few more. All right. Let, let, let's get. Well, Jake. I remember the one that I saw in the in the comments. What, what's the story with the ring? I don't know. I, Omega was asking that. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's a WCW ring. It's an old. I think that's what he was wondering about because yeah. I told him it was an old WCW oh, ring. Oh, okay, yeah. So night. it was. Uh, Les Thatcher uh, had Heartland Wrestling, and they had a WCW ring and a WWF ring, and that's when they were doing developmental mm-hmm. up there, and uh, so they had one of each, so the guys could learn how to work in a WCW ring and learn how to work in a WWF ring, in in just depending on got, which show they went to. How were they fundamentally different? Oh ass. Jesus! Uh, Vince's rings are bigger, and they use real rope. Yeah, oh, Vince's okay. Vince's rings a a twenty on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, the WCW rings a twenty on the outside. Okay, the WCW rings also a bit higher, and the ropes are closer together, make you look bigger. Um, and yeah, Vince's ring is twenty on the outside, so it's like actually a twenty two foot ring, and it's got real ropes and. It's a four-step turn if yeah, you get shot off. There's no, there's no give to those fuck. They're stiff as shit. The WCW ring, it's not forgiving, but it's a lot more forgiving than like a WWF ring. 
But they also had them too, where if the guys were in town, they wanted to come work out, they could come work out. Like Les always told a story about how one time uh, Benoit and Malenko came in and wrestled, like just mat wrestling, chain wrestling, mm-hmm. straight without hitting the fucking ropes for like six hours. Damn. So, uh, so yeah, so that's the ring. That's where that one came from. It was the WCW ring that was at Heartland. So when we got the, the canvas, it was, it had Crispin Juan, Dean Malenko DNA. Cause there's no way those guys didn't sweat their balls off for six hours. <laughs> All right. So, uh, let's do, you, let's do three more, three more, three more. All right. So you already answered the favorite angle you weren't, you booked that you weren't involved in. So what's your favorite angle you booked that you were involved in? <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Like, gotta be the Raven thing, being Rocky. That was fun, but that's like that whole thing that gave me a severe mind fuck. Uh, I know one of the questions on there is WWE tryout. There was never like a WWE tryout. There was getting looked at by WWE producers at a WWE show. Not really a tryout. It's that's too fucking formal of a word. But that was that summer before the first match with Raven. Mm-hmm. And I was, I looked like I had literally crawled out of a concentration camp and like ate a basketball. <laughs> like for the fucking love of God, I could not get that center. Yeah. Like I had fucking abs. Yeah. But I had a little pooch. Yeah. And I went in, did the shit. They were like, man, your shit's great. You talk good. Everybody loves you. Like, you've got three or four people here that are pulling for us to do something. You know, if it's just fucking bringing you in, doing TV jobs or whatever. Uh, you got to arm. You got to lose the belly right there, kid. I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, I, he's like, it's like, it's going to diet. I mean, like, dude, I don't eat. I'm, I, I'm, I don't eat anymore. I drink juice. <laughs> That's it. And, and he's just like, well, you know, it's a cosmetic business. And between that and working myself up in that angle, like I, I worked myself up into a shoot with that angle because I was like, I'm going for the fucking world heavyweight title. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing I wasn't ever going to win the goddamn your thing. head like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, here's also Raven, who's one of my most favorite wrestlers of all time. I'm getting to, you know, have a, a solid match with him. Yeah. And... uh Man, I came out of that. I was like, what the fuck do I do now? <laughs> and like I really didn't know. And I can like I could single handedly point back. That was that was probably one of the best matches I've ever had, but it was probably one of the worst things I ever did because it put me in so much of a that summer put me in so much of a mind fuck that I didn't know what the fuck to do. And I was still twenty four. Just kind of at a crossroads. So, yeah, I was still twenty four. I was still young enough to still do something. And I mean, honestly, like I look back at that and that's that's where I started I started getting off the road. I stopped doing shows fucking everywhere. I started doing mm-hmm. shows that I liked. Uh, that's when I started doing Keith. Did you ever do Keith? Mm-hmm. That's when I started doing Keith Keith Hart's show in Etowah. Um, I, I would go up there pretty regular because, I mean, it's you know, 20 minutes from my house. Um, and it was fun. He'd let me do whatever the fuck I wanted to do. Um, and I had some really good matches there, too. And I got to work with a lot of guys that were just getting in. Like, that's where I met Tyler for the first time. He was probably in for, if he had been wrestling six months, it it might be overshooting it a little bit. Um, Chris Silvers, he was still training when I was going up there. Justin O'Day, um, several other guys, you know, that were, it was like a lot of dudes, like if you were on, 
the Saturday night TWA show, you would go down and do Keith's on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Or like if you were on the Friday night show or the Saturday night show, you would go down and do a Sunday show. So like that's where I knew a lot of the TWA guys from. Okay. Um, but uh, we could save we could save TWA stories for the next time. <laughs> um, there's not many. Like I actually fuck it. I could sum it up really quick. I went there. Doug pissed me off. I went there again. I got a, a staff infection in my elbow. Got me all fucked up. Doug pissed me off again. Didn't go back. Boom. <laughs> Done. Pretty much it. <laughs> uh, I like this one. Name a wrestler you get to book that you want to book. Local, around here, something like that. Man, if I want to book them, I'll book them. So there's nobody just things hadn't worked out with them yet or anything like that? I mean, there's a couple guys that I'd like to have back in. Mm-hmm. Um, they got to, you know, fucking answer their Facebook messages. <laughs> um, there's, there's really... I'll say this. Uh, there's a lot of companies that think that they're special because they're booking this guy and that guy. If they are if they think they're the only person that that guy reached out to to get a booking, they're yeah, fooling themselves. They're definitely wrong. Um, the, the, ego, the ego mailbox on Facebook literally has 15 to 20 guys every week wanting to get a booking. And either... I'm not paying somebody 75 bucks that's never been here before. Don't give a fuck how good you are. Um, if my if you're not selling tickets, you're not worth the money. Yeah. Sorry, I hate to break everybody's fucking heart. That's the goddamn truth. Somebody needs to fucking say it. I'll be the one to do it. If if you can't sell, you're waiting tickets. You're not worth the fucking money. If if you can't sell $15 and a fucking slice of pizza in tickets, you're not worth fifteen dollars in a slice of pizza. That's capitalism. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and that's just it. Like, as as a business, why the fuck should I go in the red? So, four fans somewhere that don't even come to my show can go fight forever. Yeah, fuck that. I'll take the three hundred people that come to have fun at a show uh, that. Fucking cheer unskinny bop at fucking hairband. And the ones that actually come back every week. Yeah. The ones that are just coming in for yeah, that one for that show. one show. You know. And we've we've done um we've done some names. You know, we brought in some names and stuff before. They Ego is the show that it doesn't need names. I don't need a name to draw. I have drawn more people with angles and with stories and giving the people something that they can relate to and they can understand and they can feel because it's really fucking cool that guys can do 9,000 moves in 14 seconds. But if you can't make the fucking audience uh, feel what you're trying to tell them and you can't make them understand the story that you're trying to tell them, and you can't make them compassionate watching a baby face get beat up or, or make them want to fucking kill you because you're beating the baby face. Up. Mm-hmm. Then you're not that good. I'm sorry. I know that that's what wrestling has became today is how many fucking flips can you do off of the top of the building and not die? <laughs> well, I, would rather, each other. 
I would rather have I would rather have one Eric Gentry to ten of those guys that are so fucking great and so fucking good and cost every other fucking promoter in this area a hundred bucks. I'd rather give I'd, I'd 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 take one Eric Gentry over ten of those guys because that kid was terrible in the ring, but he would tell everybody he knew that he was going to be at this show. And he would come in, and people would, as soon as his song would, he, we had him come out to uh, Tub Thumping by Chubbawamba. <laughs> and and it was it was his deal. Like, he would get beat up, and he would somehow fucking Mr. Magoo himself into winning the match. And he would get knocked down, but he'd get back up again. And people understood that. People could, people could get behind that. People could, could work with that. And... Man, he used to have, he was worth every fucking dime I ever gave him because he would have 60, 70 fucking people show up to see his match. And guess what? Along the way, they would get sucked in to what uh, the Money Shot Mafia was doing and what Spoonie Mac was doing, what Dave Pilm was doing, what Menace was doing, what Detroit Funk City was doing, what all these other guys were doing. That's what you want at your shows. You don't want the guy that's on TV that nobody can get. I, if you're a show worth a shit, you're already pulling all the niche fans anyway because they support indie wrestling. And guess what? They it's all the names do is yeah to get those niche fans. Yeah, that's it. And they're already coming to the shows, whether you got the names or not. You want to bring families to your show. You you want to bring uh, the the group of guys that get guys not out, you know, once a month. Their kids wives spend, let them get out of the fucking house. Kids spend more money than anybody else. That's true. Because guess what? When a kid comes to a wrestling show, you don't just sell one fucking ticket. Usually, you at least sell two. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Daddy, I want this fucking thing over here. How much is it? It's fucking $20. Will you shut the fuck up about it? Here's $20. <laughs> kids... Man, you want kids at your show. I get it, man. I'd love to go out and be like, fuck you, suck my dick, blow me. Thank you very much. <laughs> but, you know, you, you got to come in with that. You got to go in. You, When I was a little kid, I went to these shows, and there were guys that I remember being great. And I, I watched them growing up, and then I got to know them. And they're terrible. They did a couple fucking spot shows around here, and that was it. They were the shits. But they made me want to be a wrestler because they seemed bigger than life. And that's what I want to do for that generation of kids. And, you know, we've been in business long enough now that some of those original kids that were coming to shows, they're getting to that age where they want to train to wrestle. I'm having to break some of their fucking hearts because some of them don't have any business being in the wrestling ring. And you come to my fucking dojo if you don't have it right here, I'm pointing to my heart, ladies and gentlemen, then you're fucked. Because once you get done running that fourth mile, if you just want to be on TV, you don't fucking give a shit anymore. You'd rather go back and play some fucking video games. I've had a few that have made it past some of the stuff. They've got to come to the shows. They see that stuff sometimes sucks. They don't really want to come back. Um... But, you know, there's a lot of people just letting people in because it's their dream and it's their passion. Well, let me see how good your fucking passion is when you're pounding the fucking road out here. 
You see how good your cardio is. We see how many squats you can do. Because guess what? This little shit right here, it comes in handy when you're fucking taking a body slam. So, I just did a squat, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> a Hindu squat. It was as impressive as, if it was, eh, as impressive as you thought it was. I know, I know. So, we like to ask all our guests this. You okay. have a unique perspective as a promoter. Right. We won't go with one this week. We'll go with more than one. Just whoever you can think of who are some guys around here maybe that you book maybe that you don't that you see having potential to break out of this area here's a piece of advice before you go breaking out of the area do it small because a lot of the people that i get messages from every week by the way uh, if you're listening to this and you're looking for a booking message the ego site because you're going to send a video, and I don't fucking watch them. That's a WP job. <laughs> if he sees some funny shit, he'll tell me, you got to go watch this shit. If he sees some good shit, he'll say, you got to go watch this guy. But um, go do that, because I don't watch the shit. We, the prerequisite for me booking you is, can you get along in the locker room? Are you an asshole? Can you show up? And can you fucking promote yourself? That's it. I don't give a fuck how good of a worker you are. I don't care about your fucking video package. It don't matter. But I get guys every fucking week, week in, week out. Hey, man, I'm from Michigan. I'm looking to take on some shows that are away from my area. Well, does anybody here know you? Because I'm going to give you 20 bucks to come in. If I'm feeling generous, I'm going to give you 20 bucks. That ain't going to pay for your gas. Oh, yeah, man, I'd, I'd have, definitely have to have gas money. Well, motherfucker, it's going to take you $150 to get here. Tell me why. I should book you. But if that person from Michigan worked down, they did a show in Indiana. And then they did a show in Ohio. And then they did some shows in Kentucky. And then they, you're working that. And people are going, man, I'd like to see that guy if he ever came around here. Yeah, just That's something I could work with. Making a circuit out of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's, a big, that's a big thing. Around here, guys that I, I think are, are blowing up, man, guys are either already there. And they're already doing it, mm-hmm. or they're still not developed all the way yet. It's still too early to say that. Yeah. Um, of guys that I book that I think other people should book, Smiley. Yeah, I can agree with that one. Donnie Uptown. Definitely. Uh, Hairband. Uh, people are booking the shit out of Jaden anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Wade? Yeah, yeah, Wade. What's his last name? Wrestles is Aaron Wade. Aaron Wade. Um, I don't don't take any disrespect to that Dragon Junior. Uh, I I I learn I learn names after you've been around for a minute or two. <laughs> I just learned that Chicanos actually have names. <laughs> I just yeah. called them Chicano One and Chicano Two. I found out that their names are Jonathan and Jeffrey. Who knew? <laughs> I'm really lucky. I just go by initials. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I make it a point to like start learning names if I know a guy's going to be around for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been so many dudes like I just call people horsecock now because everybody likes being called horsecock. <laughs> um, keeps me from having to fucking know your actual name till I actually you know think of it. Yeah, but it sounds like you're complimenting them. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on, horsecock? <laughs> but um, you ever look down when you say it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, 
I mean, there's there's a ton of guys around here. I I honestly, I'll be totally truthful with you. I mean, I don't I don't watch local stuff around here. Like I said, videos come in all the fucking time. That's a WP job. I'll let him watch them all day long. Yeah, and if you can't cut that JCP promo, boy, he's not going to be interested <laughs> in you at all. No, that's that's honestly that's not true. Like he he want. I mean, obviously he loves watching his old school shit, but he knows what's good. He he knows what'll fly under my radar. Yeah. And he'll tell me, like, eh, take a look at this guy. He's all right. Or, like I said, sometimes we'll get some fucking trash. Just some shit. And he'll be like, my God. Look at this. Count how many times you fucking laugh in the first five minutes of this shit. <laughs> and it's a fun little game we play. But, um, dude, I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't have time to watch yeah. much of anything anymore. If, if I get a buzz on some people, like, if, if I hear two or three people say something about somebody... Um, I'll, I'll, I'll look into it. Uh, Brett Eisen's one that I'd love to get the ego. Um, his, his schedule is, he's got a lot of dates on his schedule. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I don't know exactly where he's from. I don't know if it would be something that he would want to take on because like i said i'm not i'm not giving anybody a shitload of cash to come in and and my audience doesn't know he does crossville a lot and he's done twe a few times so i don't think it'd be too too hard to get him right right over to athens not Um, that far i don't think there was a couple guys um i keep hearing about that wrestle at uh spcw is that Mm -hmm. the one in the fall in the fall Yeah. yeah there's a couple guys i keep hearing stuff about them um you know that's the thing uh, Ben Carson, uh, he kind of trained with us for a little while. <laughs> um, I think he wanted a lot more than, than we had time to give him right mm-hmm. now. So he ended up going to Seth Rollins school and I was like, Oh, he's just going to teach you how to do the same shit. You already been learning here. And I don't know that he learned, he, I guess he learned how to do a uh, top wrist lock. Oh, that's nice. Cause I was like, Hey, he teach you how to do a top wrist lock yet. And he's like, yeah, actually he did. We learned how to escape from it as well. Um, but he's got, he's got a whole bunch of dudes that that were up there. And I guess like all those dudes hang out together. Oh, really? Like they share a fucking house in the summer and get Mm -hmm. all these bookings and stuff. Like on the way here, uh, one of the guys that, uh, was at the camp with him, um, he came in and did a few shows late last year. Um, he was like, Hey man, if, if you need me, I can, I can come down. I can bring a couple guys, you know, whatever, you know, just blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, that's cool. So. And I know Ben's Ben's coming back uh, the next show, August seventeenth. Oh, cool! So um, you know, there's you you got to keep looking for the young guys, man, because us old fucks like you know we're just getting more and more broke down every day. Ricky Valentine, for Christ's sakes, I think he he's out of duct tape to put his ass back together. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, Spoonie Mac, he's. He's about 500 years old now, I guess. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was his face app or an actual picture of him the other day. No, nah, I love Spoonie. Uh, there's, I mean, there's, but I will say this. Their biggest reason that Barry Allen's going to be somebody that you hear shit from. Mm-hmm. And Barry Allen's going to be that guy that's that, that crawl in your ass for the next 10 or 15 years at least is I see our second generation. 
And I don't know that they'll be wrestling fans and still want to wrestle in 15 years. But I see Valentine's nephew. And I see Big O's kid, who's already a monster, and he's like a year old. (laughs) And I see Cameron Martinez's uh, daughters. And at the last show, I swear, uh, I was ready to fucking throw the towel in, and we had a really good show. But the end of the show was something that I'm going to use it every time that I, I get down on myself or down on the show to put my ass in gear and make sure that this shit's around long enough is Evan Turner gave the Nino belt to Jordan and Jordan got in the ring and he held it up. And that fucking kid is already a bigger star. Just, I mean, he he's going to have it. Yeah. He's going to have it. And I can't wait. He's like seven or eight years old right now. I think that's right. He's maybe he's eight or nine. I know his first birthday was like two weeks after war games. So he was born in 2011. So whatever that makes him eight years old, almost nine. He's eight and a half. Damn it. (laughs) Um, Man, he's got, you know, 12 more years, 10 more years. Mm hmm. That fucking kid, I tell you, like spitting image of his pop, man. Yeah. And that dude was fucking amazing. He did some, like I said at the show, man, he did some shit that you would not fucking believe. And I'm I'm pumped up for that one. And I'm pumped up for all these kids. Fuck, Eddie Adams is pumping out a goddamn army. I got a fucking ring crew in his loins. <laughs> um, you know, like that's that's the reason right now, um, you know, I'm going to do what I can to stick around and, and keep kicking ass. Um, we ain't going nowhere. I know some people are are thinking that that's, that's about to happen. They get to take that fucking throne, but fucking throne's mine. And uh, you can take your fucking math and stick it up your ass. We've still been around longer. Um, and we've still done better shit. And we're still going to keep doing better shit. We're going to draw better houses. You can pump your fucking numbers up. They're still second best to my real numbers. But um, we're going to be around for a minute because there's some kids that got it in their DNA. And I got to see what happens. (laughs) I got to see what happens. And I got to know. I got to know what uh, Octavius Black Jr. looks like against Jake gonna eat me probably (laughs) (laughs) but you know that's 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 why i'm sticking around man uh and and we've got a good little crew now like every time i think that we're we've lost a few guys either they get out of the business they don't want to do anymore they get hurt you know whatever we find a few more people man they just we just keep taking along so that's the fun thing yeah so man let the people know what you got coming up. We don't get to play the name game? I know. I know. I don't give a shit. Let's play the name <laughs> game. How many names do you want to do? Five. Five. All right. Make them good, man. Make this them is, good? Yeah. You make me think, man. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> you can see it all in my face. I'm exhausted. Uh, let's see. 
Good. Should we go with people you know? Sure. Okay. Jake, you know more people. You you guys know more people have more shared friends <clears throat> than I do. That's true. <laughs> Fuck. I don't give me Shane. Um, I love Shane to death. We're gonna start paying him royalties soon. You realize that, yeah. right? He gets mentioned in every episode. Yeah. So does Jaden. It's, it's a thing. It's a thing. Um, dude, I love Shane to death. He started working for me in uh, 2009, so he's been with me for 10 years now. Um, he's been off and on sometimes. Sometimes he likes to go and do a whole bunch of other stuff, and he ends up coming back, and we do fun stuff. And um, he's my monster. Uh, I think. Every time that I come to him with something that I don't think that anyone else will want to do, he's all about it. Um, the angle last year with Oreo, man, I was I was picking people for that, like, but to be like, you were one of the people that I was. We talked about it for a minute, but I I was I wasn't sure that you could be deadly. Like, I didn't want you to wrap around him and squeeze him to death. I wanted you to wrap around him, squeeze him to death, and eat him at the same time. I would have had fun with that. Yeah. But I think Shane was the better choice, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, he pitched it to me, too, and I was like, I don't think I can say the things that you want me to say. <laughs> Just, there's so many there, so many of those things. Uh, like I said, man, like I go to Shane, and I'm like, I got this idea where you get to be the biggest douchebag in the world. He's like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Um, so. Remember the last the last thing you came to me that we went through with on really was the angle with Tyler, but where we didn't get to do the blow off because his shoulder yeah, was actually hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was that was the thing where you were like, "Go out here, I'm going to give you a microphone. You cut a promo, and we'll see how it goes." Yeah. And I got to the back, and you were like, "Well, they're coming back," and I was like, "Oh, good, <laughs> <laughs> yay!" <laughs> <laughs> Who else? Four more. All right, four more. Let's see. Um. You went with Shane. That was a good one too. Um, you know what, Smiley? Um, I think he trained at the TXW school, and I knew of him through that show. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I had heat with Dirty White Boy, so like he wouldn't let him come down and wrestle for me. The White Boy wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And I guess Billy Marshall did some talking. It was like, fuck that dude. Go work for Barry. You'll have fun. And he came down and did like one show for me. And um, there was a there was a whole little group of them. Like the first time he came down, he was by himself. And, and he had fun. But he was very standoffish. Like he didn't, um, he didn't really talk to anybody because he didn't know anybody. Like he knew Money Shot because they were doing the TXW shows. But that was really about it. And... Um, he he was good. Like like I, I identified him as a good like underneath baby face. Um I could I could use him to get some bigger heels over, uh, to get some good sympathy on him. And like eventually, you know, we could book him into this big underdog spot where he wins and everybody goes crazy. And that's what we did. Um uh, the next few times that he came in, he was like, Hey man, you should book my friend. Hey man, you should book my friend. I was like, mm, that's one of my big pet peeves. <laughs> I hate that shit. Um like, if it's somebody that you genuinely believe in, I'll take a look at them. Mm-hmm. But, like, I hate it when somebody shows up. It's like their second show. And it's like, hey, you should book all these guys that I can hang out with. And it's like, why don't you just make friends, motherfucker? <laughs> um, so he he told me about this one kid. And that guy came in, Kurt Cougar. 
And he was like, he was very just incredible-ish. And I really liked him. I don't know what the fuck happened to him. Like, he just, I, I don't know. And then the other guy was um, uh, Drew Denton Tolliver. And I never booked him through Smiley. Like, I ended up booking him a few years later. And he was okay, but uh, eh. I don't think he, like, really fit in with Ego that well. Um, but, yeah, Smiley, man, like, I, I dig that kid, man. He he does what you tell him to do. He asks how you want it. Um, I mean, he asks all the right questions and does what you tell him to do. And, um, yeah, that's 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 the mark of, of – Somebody that's that's gonna have a few years mm-hmm. in this deal, you know. Maybe maybe he won't go all the way. Maybe he won't even get out of the fucking area. But he's gonna be somebody in this area that you know people are paying to see. Yeah. And at the end of the day, man, that's really all you can fucking go for. I know people want to get out and explore the world, and it's like fucking take a vacation, motherfucker. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, number three. Who's number three? Me to go. You yeah, got you got one. Tommy Henry. Oh, fun! <laughs> I know. Tommy, I know Tommy's listening. I know Tommy's listening. Or if he's not, somebody just told him to listen, <laughs> and he's going to listen to fucking two hours before his name gets mentioned. Yeah, somebody give him the time cue. No, I. You know, I don't. I don't dislike. I, I had a fucking huge, immense hatred for Tommy for a long time, and then I think we had like some kind of come to Jesus moment. Um, politically, we are completely fucking separate people. Uh, ideally on how shows run, we're two totally separate people. What he does works. Um, and part of the hustle of professional wrestling or promoting in general is you always have to tell people how good your shit is. Um, some of the things I don't like about Tommy is, is. Like the little jab, and I'm not even sure it's actually Tommy as much as it's Matthew, but um, it's those little jabs he likes to throw in. Like, we've been running the longest. It's like, no, you haven't, but thanks for playing. <laughs> um, and and that we never take two and a half month breaks. And it's like, well, you know, sometimes quality is better than quantity. But, um, you know, what he does works for him. What I do works for me. And, I mean, honestly, it works better for me for what I do for myself. Um, but, you know, he knows his crowd. If if I went up to his neck of the woods and tried to promote, I don't know that it would last at, at all because I don't know those fucking people. Yeah. I don't know what those people want. And, and him and Matthew do. And um, for being the second longest running promotion in East Tennessee, um. They're doing good. They're doing good stuff. They bring in they bring in a lot of names and put them with people. I think a lot of people would rather see some of these. Well, I mean, I guess it's in the past, but I think a lot of people would have rather seen matches with some of these names against somebody that doesn't have Henry in their last name. Um, but that's a critique that everybody gives him. I know that. Um, and at the same time, too, I also understand as well, like you have to, with a big match thing like that, you have to fucking have that personal touch on it. You have to be able to know, okay, well, this guy that I have booked with, this guy that's costing me two grand to bring in isn't going to flake out the week before. 
or isn't going to go to a big fucking party, wreck his fucking car, and break his goddamn neck, and then I'm stuck with nothing. You know? So for that, I can understand. You know, a lot of the things, like, I don't agree with a lot of the things he does, but I agree with how he does them. Mm -hmm. And I understand. And I know it's all part of the fucking hustle. So um, I give Tommy shit all the time. He gives me shit all the time. Um, I don't, I don't dislike him. I don't, I don't even dislike Matthew, even though Matthew blocked me on Facebook because I didn't pay attention to him at a show five years ago. But, uh, like, I mean, those guys are all right. Like I said, they're doing what they're doing. They're just, they've just not been running longer than us. That's all. (laughs) All right. Uh, someone I know (laughs) listens every week, every week, uh, Ben Thrasher. I love Ben Thrasher. Some people don't, but I love Ben Thrasher. I've known <laughs> Ben since uh, I met Ben when I started at UEW. I might have known Ben before that, actually. I think I did know Ben before that, now that I think about it. I don't know. Ben, did we meet before UEW? I want to say that maybe you were on some of uh, Eddie's shows before UEW was like stationed in uh, Eastridge. I know for a fact that I met him at, and got to know him at UEW, like the old building. Yeah. Over behind, uh, what was it, fucking Long John Silver's. Um, there was a little place, and they ran for probably two or three years there. That was the first exposure that I had to uh, wrestling down here was wrestling there. Um, in 2001, uh, they came through. I say they. I'll get to those names in a second. They came through looking for talent for Noah. And this was uh, the two local representatives were Pez Wally and Terry Gordy. And Masawa was there. And uh, a couple other people. No, I remember Masawa that, was the big posted one. the picture up at, yeah. of them sitting in. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, so they were down here looking at guys. And I honestly, I think they stopped here so they could see Ray Jr. Mm. Uh, so they could see, what, what's his fucking name? What's what's Terry Gordy? Ray, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I said it, Ray Jr. What the fuck? Am I? <laughs> Terry Gordy Jr., Ray. Um, I think they stopped to look at him, but like everybody else got a look-see too. And I was like, well, fucking hey, man, this place, how often do you guys run? Every week. Really? And so I fucking showed up the next week and was like, can I get some work? <laughs> and um, a lot of people down here, like, they didn't really care for me because I still didn't know how to fucking work. Um, I was still copying shit at that point. I could do some really fucking cool stuff if I saw it on TV, but, like, putting it together in my own head, no. Um, first person that uh, took a liking to me at UEW was uh, Drew Delight of Empire fame. I love Drew. And he was like, man, like, you got like a photographic memory with spots, don't you? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, do you know Jerry Lynn and Lance Storm from Anarchy Rules 99? I said, yeah. And he goes, let's blow everybody's fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right. So we went through and did that spot for spot. And everybody's like, holy shit, that kid's awesome. We ought to book him all the goddamn time. And I was like, thanks. And we I'd had to go do something with somebody else. And it shit to bed. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Ben was down there. Him and who was he teaming with at this time? Uh, his partner, man, I I can't remember, so I guess I could say this. Was it Hampton at the time? 
It wasn't Hampton. Okay. That was way before Hampton. Uh, it was a bigger guy. He was about Ben's size. Anyway, my fucking favorite story at UUW was we came around the corner on the outside, and everybody would go and hang out on the side of the building. And his partner was out there just banging away at this chick in the back of a fucking flatbed truck. And we came around, and he's like, oh, shit. It was like, oh, hey, man, yeah. And he's like, hey, uh, care to watch for so-and-so? And I was like, sure. And dude finishes off, and I'm like, why was I watching for so-and-so? And he's like, because that was his wife. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was awesome. What was that guy's name? I'll think of it later, but I should probably maybe not say his name. No, let's not. Let's not. <laughs> well, anyway, Ben, whoever your partner was at the time, he was smashing ass <laughs> outside at UEW one day, and me and WP walked on and was like, hey, man, what are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. Can you watch for what's his name? Yeah. Um, like the second, second or third week I was there uh, was the week that Rawhead Rex fucking – uh, beat the shit out of Danny Marlowe, like threw his ass through a fucking wall and like hit him with a hammer and yeah, Fuck. yeah. Oh my god! When I went, when I first went down there, Rex was booking and Rex was like, "Man, you, you look cool." And I was like, "Thanks." He's like, "Can you work?" And got in, fucked around a little bit. And he's like, "Ah, you're not bad." All right, cool. I'm gonna book you. And uh, he was like a big believer of mine. Like he, like people would give me shit. And he's like, "Nah, man, he's he's young, but he's gonna be good." He's gonna be all right, and and then that happened, and they were like, "Ah, you get the fuck out of here, man." <laughs> that's like the last time I think I ever seen Rawhead Rex, but um, that dude was fucking awesome. That was like the third week I was down there. He beat the shit out of Danny Moore, like pitched his ass <laughs> through a fucking door, like there was a big fucking hole. Like holy shit, <laughs> in the fucking back. It wasn't like a. It wasn't a match. It was like. Oh, like somebody had said something about somebody, and like Rex came in and was like, "Motherfucker." And just proceeded to beat the shit out of them. So, yeah, it's fun. What are we up to? That was four. That was Jake, four. Jake, okay. do you have another? Who's the final? Fuck. See, now it's got to be good, and you put me on the spot. Yeah. It's like the main event. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're better off in that spot than I am. Fuck that. You know how many main events I shit the bed for? <laughs> I, like, I like the curtain oh, jerk, A lot bro. more than you have. <laughs> I like the curtain jerk. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> How about instead of a name, you just tell us the story about how you, you and your lovely wife, WP, met? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Because I've never gotten that story. Really? Yeah. Um, nah, his his dad and my dad were real good friends. That's oh. It. oh, that's too simple. So you guys have just yeah. been like fucking buddies since... Yeah, we've known each other since we were like five or six years old, something like that. We well, used, son of a bitch. Um, our our dads simple. would go to car shows and shit, and we'd go and like uh, hit on fucking... Like they'd have... Um, uh, it was like conventions before it was conventions. They'd have like a WWF guy there and like some bikini team or some shit. Yeah. And me and him were like fucking six, seven years old. We'd go up and be like, uh, hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so you're wearing a bikini. <laughs> Do you get wet? <laughs> um, we want you. We have no idea how this is going to work, but we want you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we don't actually have penises yet, but, uh, you have boobs. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Like, um uh we would we would hang out with each other. He had this he had this cool fucking his dad bought him this uh it was like a little truck. It was like a power wheel, but it was like a fucking four wheeler. Fuck. 
It That's wasn't cool like, as hell. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like a. So he I was the know, kid could, that had got, had all the cool toys. He he didn't have no no no. He had that. He had one. That cool was toy. the one cool. Toy. He he would he would like they would take it to car shows and he'd fucking win like best mini or whatever the fuck it was. But it was <laughs> like a it was like the same principle as like a big wheel, but you know it it, it, it didn't oh. go. Yeah, it would go like fucking forty miles an hour and shit. Oh, like it was shit. badass. It was fucking souped up. But <laughs> it's this little truck. Um, but he had that and, uh, and, and yeah, we'd always hang out at car shows together and shit. And then, um, I trained, I didn't, I didn't hear from him forever. Like he's two or three years older than me. So like we didn't go to school together. We did, but like different until we were at junior high. No, until we were in high school, right. we were always far enough apart that, and I went to one set of schools, he went to another. And then when we got to junior high, he was, uh, when I was in seventh grade, he was in ninth grade, but he went to the high school. I think that's right. No, he went to junior high. I didn't know him in fucking junior high. Um, but yeah, like we we bonded over wrestling, and then we started doing backyard shit. Like we would uh, we would book ourselves at fucking parties, like pay us twenty five bucks, and we'll come and like uh, fucking hit each other in the face with uh, pots and pans and shit. <laughs> and he had this cool little Sabu gimmick he would wear. And like uh. one night, I hit him in the head with a drumstick, and it knocked him the fuck out. It was awesome. <laughs> um, and uh, and then, like, you know, uh, we're, we're both musicians, so, you know, we had a couple of little high school bands. And um, and then it was like, hey, man, I'm going to try to go get booked at this fucking place over here. Do you want to go? And he's like, fuck, yeah, I want to wrestle, too. And they saw him, and he was like a buck 30 at that point. Like, he was fucking tiny. I remember the first show we ever went to, and we we're like, yeah, we're wrestlers. You should book us. And the guy was like, all right, cool, we're down a few people. Come on back. And I was like, holy shit, that worked. <laughs> and, um, like, he went in, and, like, the guy making the card, he came over, and he's like, all right, man, you're with me. And I was like, the guy went away, and, he, and I just looked at WP, and I was like, you're going to fucking die. And he's like, what? He's like, did you see the look in that guy's eyes? He's looking at you over like a fucking steak, man. He's fucking watering the mouth. He's going to fuck you up. And sure enough, dude, he came out and he like gave the, he gave WP like 17 pile drivers and 47 power bombs. <laughs> he did a fucking crucifix bomb into a fucking wall. Uh, <laughs> like fucking a, it was like a. a buckle bomb, like in 97, <laughs> 96, 97. Oh my God. <laughs> it was awesome. He beat the shit. WP came out. He's like, oh God. Oh God. <laughs> He was he was being cool like that was uh, we were watching a lot of fucking ECW. It came out like two o'clock in the morning, and he wanted to be like this mix between Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman, and I always wanted to be Raven. So like that was his first time to be Tommy Nightmare, and um, and like aesthetically he looked like Tommy Dreamer, but he came out with a, a cane and smoking a cigarette, and like uh, if you guys have ever seen. WP smoke it's the funniest thing ever because he makes the face that Beavis made when Beavis would smoke like he's like yes like he makes the one little eye that's big yeah it's fucking great so um I'll never forget that first show though Terry Gordy was at and he saw Dustin and he just goes you're fucking little (laughs) (laughs) WP's like yeah man you're Terry Gordy (laughs) he's like (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like he had just they had just done the uh the buried alive angle in yeah. wwf where he was right. the executioner and uh we had another one of our buddies over with us too he, he used to just go to the shows with us and um 
and he was just like, man, Terry Gordy, he just, he just said hi to you. And WP's like, I know, we're like practically best friends now. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the best thing with WP is uh, he'll have all these, he'll have little asinine, like all these shows we went to over the years, be names at fucking every one of them. And he would always have the most asinine conversations with somebody and be like, we're practically best friends now. <laughs> like one time Ricky Morton was like, hey man, get the fuck out of the way. I got to blow my fucking nose. And WP was like, huh? And he's like, never mind. And he just like fucking honked this big wad of snot. He's like, I got to go to the ring, man. And WP was like, well, we're practically best friends. <laughs> me and Ricky Morton are pretty much best friends now. <laughs> ah, good stuff. Oh man. So, so we know you got, didn't blow it this time. Hey, all right. <laughs> so we know you got the show coming up on the 17th, August 17th. Yeah. Uh, which one is that? Uh, it, we're calling it Dirty Black Summer. Dirty Black Summer. It's a Danzig reference. It's a Danzig reference. Oh. Oh. It's also the song I used for like the first four years to come out to. Oh. But yeah, it's a Danzig reference. Fucking love that. I so, love that album. It was just like the 20-something anniversary of it coming out. And I was like, that's a good fucking title. That's what we're going with. you announce anything for that card yet or are still putting it together? No, but I can I can announce a few things here if you want. Sure. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, wait. <laughs> you have to pull the card up? I do. Jeez. I do. Get uh, with it. Getting exclusives here on Not Another Freaking Wrestling Podcast. <clears throat> So it's technically the placeholder for the anniversary show, though, right? Because you usually ran anniversary in August. I mean, sort of, kind of, yeah. Um, it's not calling Well, it. I mean, the anniversary, the, an- the technical anniversary is September 8th. Oh, okay. Um, I was off. It's, it's either like we try to do it in September or we, we've done it in October a couple times. We've never done it in August. I was going to do it as like my birthday show, and I got booked for a DJ gig. On my birthday, so I was like, okay, never mind, we can't do it on the 24th, we're doing it on the 17th. And literally, the only free weekend that we have in September is not a free weekend because it's the Smoky Mountain Burlesque Fest that my loveliness will be at, and uh, a lot of other girls will be at too. If you're into burlesque, you're in Knoxville, check out Smoky Mountain Burlesque Festival with the Salome Burlesque Company. That's your free plug, John. <laughs> Oh shit! All right, (laughs) sorry. So Salome Cabaret, check them out. (laughs) Fuck you! I'm doing nice things. Made my goddamn day. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you three of these matches. I got six. All right, I'm gonna give you three of them. Um, last show Battle Royal, the Pushers to the Limit Battle Royal. Mm -hmm. There was a nice little deal. That happened out of that match, and when one of the people came back, the first thing he said was, Barry Allen, if you don't book this match, you are a goddamn idiot. Actually, I don't think he said goddamn. He said, you're an idiot. And I was like, brother, it was booked before you got in the back. (laughs) As long as you guys got the date open. And they did. So we're going to see the movement versus Donnie Uptown and Smiley. Oh, that'll be a good one. Yeah. Fun stuff. Um, we've also got a four way, uh, with some of the best, uh, juniors in the area. As far as as my money goes, uh, Cam Martinez, Tiger kid, hairband and Ben Carson. Damn. Um, I think that's, that's going to be be a pretty amazing. Yeah. You're a real asshole and put that on first. 
Oh, so that way Ben can walk in the back like, right now all of y'all can go out there and try to top that. That's <laughs> <laughs> like my and, and, sucks. And get it's more okay. m- more mediocre heat. Yeah, and then I can tell him, <clears> like, go watch Rollerball! <laughs> and, uh, let's see. I'm going to give you four. Okay. Uh, the Young Bloods, that is uh, Octavius Black, Spoonie Mac, and Jay Oreo Sparks will be taking on the Cross Brothers and Jeff Castro. And uh, this one's just for you, Jake. The Money Shot Mafia will be taking on Not Safe for Wrestling with Jake Murphy and Shane Daniels. Oh, we have a couple more matches that we'll be announcing sometime in the next week or so. Uh, you can check out the Ego Pro Facebook. That's actually going to be the best thing that you can look at over the next couple weeks because that's going to be where we talk about, you know, here's our Twitter, here is our Instagram, here is our YouTube links. Um, already we've been cranking out T-shirts left and right. we got a sweetheart of a deal with a T-shirt company. Um, I don't have to touch the fucking things, which is amazing for me. Uh, I'm taking a little bit of a hit on the the money on them, but to not have to deal with them and not have to touch them is it's worth it. Yeah. Um, plus, we can make up twenty thousand shirts, and if somebody just wants one of them, they can get it. And I'm not stuck with forty seven of them. <laughs> uh, so we're we're dishing out like about uh, one one shirt every day, pretty much. <clears throat> when I get up to like thirty, I'll officially. Make a big deal, grand opening, blah blah blah, and um, and then we'll probably be adding them like maybe once or twice, once or twice a week. We got some really cool stuff coming up. We're working on some uh, cool uh, parody shirts, and then we've we've taken a lot, we've taken all of our old logos and put them on. We've taken some of our cooler poster art, like um, <clears throat> the Ego Eddie uh, from the Two Minutes Till Midnight show couple years ago yeah. so like if you're a big iron maiden fan you can get your cool uh iron maiden ripoff ego shirt uh <laughs> you gotta do the one that was the warriors movie poster yeah that yeah i didn't think of that rad. yeah yeah we could definitely do that we just put out the uh cobra kai logo with the ego pro um the the newest shirt it's gonna be like our logo moving forward because you know fuck everybody else by the way uh this is my fucking house and <laughs> it's my fucking chocolate factory and my fucking rules. Um, so we put out the, the king of all monsters because as anybody that knows, I've always said that ego pros, my, my baby, it's like my little monster. Um, we go into the lab, we tweak things on it. You know, we release the monster back out in the wild and see what kind of victim count it comes up with. But, um, it's the king of the monsters cause it is, um, till somebody else can definitively come and, Take that fucking crown from me and do it for more than one show at a time. Come, come, come give me a run for my money for six months. Let's talk. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll do that, but that won't happen because nobody wants to fucking show their, nobody wants to show their books around here. Nobody wants to show their books. That's true. I'll show mine all day long. Anybody wants to see my fucking numbers? Come check me out. I'll tell you exactly what everybody got paid on the fucking card. I'll tell you how much gas I spent putting up posters. That's how fucking intricate I get on my books. Um, so you got like the Jim Cornette book then, like whenever yeah. he's on the shoots. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a fucking ledger. That's all yeah. it is. It's a big fucking thick ledger. Um, but I can do that going all the way back to 2009. So 
anybody ever anybody ever wants to pony up, you know, I know there's a lot of shows that people are putting in extra money on. A lot of shows people are losing a lot of money on too, but they're big shows because you know, hundred people showed up. But um, go on. Let's look at. Let's fucking compare bottom lines, boys. Let's compare bottom lines. Anything else you want to plug before we get out of here today, Barry? I want to plug my finger in Tyler's ass. <laughs> I had to get one more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, nah, man. I think that's it. Just you know, check out the ego uh, Facebook page. Uh, for fuck's sakes, guys, stop sending me videos on my private messenger. <laughs> like I don't look at them. I, I'll be honest with you. You you'll you'll hit me up with a fucking video and be like, "Can you take a look at this?" And I'll say, "Eventually." And you'll hit me up six months later and be like, "Hey, have you taken a look at that?" And I'll be like, "No." I'm very <laughs> truthful like that. Um, that's a WP job. Send them to the fucking ego uh, Facebook, and um, you know anything else like. Like I said, we're we're about to do some shit, man. Uh, I've actually kind of got everything squared away now where everything almost works like a machine. So a lot of the things that I was having to really pay attention to and all that, uh, business-wise, uh, with, with my business itself and and everything else that I do, like it's, it's kind of more going like clockwork at this point. And um, I've got a little bit more time. And I also realized that, one of the big things that we're sorely lacking is coming into all of this wonderful technology that we could use for our benefit. So um, most of the people that are coming to the shows these days are finding out about it online. Uh, we still do paper product out. Like we still, we still put out about a thousand handbills a month. Um, we still do a shitload of posters, both eight by tens and, and 11 by 17s. Um, I swear to God, they'll they'll we'll have to continually putting them up in some places until after the show, and then they stay up till the next show. But um, you know that's uh, yeah. Uh, ch- check out the the Facebook, and that'll that'll shoot you to everything that we're going to be doing in the next next couple weeks before the next show. And we've got a few new things to pull out at the next show. Uh, the look of the show will be. A little bit different. We got some cool new shit to, to bust out, and uh, yeah, we're looking we're looking at doing some really fun stuff coming up. So it's like Christmas in August. <clears throat> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming in, man. It's been a great conversation. Yeah, and much longer than what we usually do, but I'm <laughs> yeah. cool with it. Yeah, Barry got two episodes. It didn't even feel like we were going that long, did it? Yeah. Barry and that's and half, you know what what was I saying at the the locker room <laughs> meeting? Yeah, um, is the way that you know, guys, this is another thing too. The way that you know that you're you're telling a good story is if you go in and it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like you're going as long as you are. That's why Endgame just is the number one spot now. Just knocked Avatar off the thing because you go in that movie and you blink and it's over. And because they re-released, is that what it is? Maybe. Yeah, they just re-released it. Yeah. There's oh. some like special thing at the end now. Yeah. Oh. Well fuck me. It's been in the theater since no. it came out. So. Yeah. Believe me, if I was very aware that I had been <clears throat> sitting in a theater for like three I, hours. I, I was too because I, I, I didn't go to the bathroom the entire time. Oh, I did. No, fuck, fuck that. that. <laughs> no. I took a small coke in with me. I don't and know, still I that bucket. small coke could apex <laughs> to my bladder by the Oh yeah. let's I go. had a bucket and a crate of popcorn, boy. I I was in for long haul <laughs> shit. What what were you gonna say? Uh 
just real quick. Yeah. Marvel just announced their Phase 4 rollout. A what? Marvel the just announced four. their Phase 4 rollout. Right, right, right. San Diego, right. San Diego Comic-Con. Right. Which movie most intrigues you? Or which project, rather? The project that intrigues me, period, is what if. Yep. Same here. Uh, I mean, Same from, here. From, from day one, when the, the MCU started being a thing, I was like, man, if they ever do what if. And from what I understand is they're going to do, it's going to be very like uh, um, Tales from the Crypt, mm-hmm. uh, Creep Show-ish. Like you're gonna it's get a like anthology thing. Yeah, you're gonna Red. get like a you're, you're gonna get like a little live segment with the watchers, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be the guys that were in that did. A, yeah, so you're gonna get like that, and then it goes to like an animated what if segment. That makes me kind of happy. So I mean, I'm already in on that. Yeah, it'll I'm, be just like the comics. Would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll yeah. be an amalgamation yeah. of stories. Yeah. Of one. and now they have everything that they can work with too. So you know you can get what if what if Wolverine unleashed his claws into Tyler's ass. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry, Ty. You should have been here. I would have felt bad about it if you would have been here. I wouldn't have said it, but you're not here. I'm sorry. If he was here, uh, I would have said it. Um, you, you know, I mean, you can get what if? Uh, what if the Venom symbiote went up Tyler's ass? What if? What if uh, Mr. Fantastic's uh, cock was elastic too, and he fucked China from here? I don't know. <laughs> Squiring minds want to know. But uh, besides that, uh, like the actual live uh, deals, um, I, I definitely think the Loki series is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. I definitely think the uh, Bucky and, and Falcon series is going to be fun. Um, depending on how they go with it, I think the externals will be fun. Um. Thor's always good. Uh, Black Widow, depending on what story they end up going with, um, I've heard that it's going to be an earlier thing. So There's it's a lot before. Of conflicting reports. On yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I heard it's going to be like an earlier Natasha story. Now I've also heard it's going to be Yelena. After Civil War. Yeah, I heard it's yeah. going to be Yelena taking her place. Um, so you know, uh, I'll go watch it. You know, yeah, dude, I go watch. We're probably gonna go watch Stuber later. <laughs> I want to see that. I, it looks funny as shit. It might yeah. be a guilty pleasure. I don't know. It, it looks like a '90s action film, like it, a '90s honestly, action comedy. They they th- they showed the trailer before Batista came out at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, this looks dumb. And we've got AMC uh, A list, so we mm-hmm. just go fucking watch movies whether they're good or not. And uh, like if it if it's new, we go watch it. Um and I don't want to watch Lion King, so we're going to go watch that. But, like, the last three or four weeks, there's been different trailers on everything um, for that movie. And, like, every time I see a new trailer, I'm just like, I think this will be kind of fucking funny. And, and like, about two weeks ago, I was like, this will be something fun that I can put on while I'm doing some work. And I'm just like, ah, let's go watch it. Why not? You know? So we get get three free movies a week. (laughs) And you don't go through them unless yeah. you go through and watch stuff twice. And I'm, and I'm never hardly in that yeah. position where I want to watch stuff twice. So, but anyway, um, yeah, man, I, I'll go watch anything. And I know like half that stuff is uh, Disney Plus. So, um, I think that's going to be yeah. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, the Mandalorian show also on Disney Plus, the Star Wars show looks fucking phenomenal. Yeah. So. 
All right, man. Well, thank you so much for coming today. Yep. It's a fascinating conversation. Longest episode we'll have yet. Why I did I'm that? Not on video. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Well, uh, Jake, do you have anything you want to go through before we get out of here? All right, guys. Uh, thank you again for joining us. We will be back next week, hopefully with Tyler, if he can get the finger out of his butthole. Book your show! That's <laughs> how I do it, Tyler. That's how I do it. All right, thanks, guys. Bring money. <laughs> <laughs>